97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other man to save three. No need to change. Keep it tuned to City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 
Welcome to Thursday, December 8, 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your down 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Cross, sitting in for Bernard Avila. Sasha bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. Grab a seat and let's have breakfast. Join us on the number 0549 at City973, hashtag CityCBS. And if you are listening to us outside Ghana, or maybe in Ghana, but you don't have a radio set, then log on to citynewsroom.com. PJ Marquay starting us off with a wonderful praise medley on a Thursday morning. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Pastor Atu Jackson. Come on, put your hands together for him. We start off with our business sense. Probably brought to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the payday plus. If your salary goes through that bank, be of good cheer. Because the Payday Plus is here to help you sort out any pressing issues that may arise before payday. You can access up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayment within 30 days. And your money hits your account the same day. If you are interested, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. A business sense. So it comes from Peter Drucker, who says management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right thing. Management is doing things right. Leadership is doing the right thing. So that's something we need to chew on this morning. What exactly are we doing? Are we doing things right? Or we are doing the right things? If we say we want to lead, then we know what to do. We have to do the right things. And if we want to manage, we also know what to do. So Peter Draca lays out the difference between the two and offers us an opportunity to reassess all that we are doing. And maybe all that we want to do so we are guided properly. If it's leadership that we want to do, then it means we have to keep doing the right things. That's when we take lead. That is when we lead. That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB, ADB truly a Greek and more. Coming up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 
633. Coming up next is the newspaper review. The sounds of Michael Jackson ushering us into that one. Cause this one smooth criminal. I'm sure all of us have seen the music video. If you haven't, you go on YouTube. It's it's one of my favorite hey! music videos of all time. Wow. Yeah. This was Michael Jackson peak Michael Jackson. Some of the things he did with videos way ahead of yeah, his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're watching mini we're movies. Mini movies, yeah. Yeah, Smooth Criminal was one of those. The full length of the uh, Smooth Criminal was nine minutes. This white suit and the hat and shoes. No, 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 the moonwalk and the lean. Yeah, this the was, lean, the, this the was the music lean. that gave us the lean. The graffiti divide. The amban, what does it do? Captain. The captain. He's the captain of all boys. The day you and Asamoah Jan put together, you get his, you get Michael Jackson's captain man. <laughs> All right, coming up next is a newspaper oh review. Oh my boy! Brought to us by Fidelity Bank. They've bought the Sikaboom promo. We all need cash, and so they are making hundred thousand CDs available for everybody to win. All you have to do is deposit and maintain three hundred CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month during the promo period to qualify. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. The segment is also brought to us by Total Energies. Three-time winner of the Petroleum of the Year Company Award given out by the CIMG. Now, they've won it so many times and now they are in the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum. And they are saying that they will continue to serve you well. They give you great services and products that meet your needs. And the segment is also brought to us by Kelchako Toothpaste. Kelchako Toothpaste, happy smile. All right, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Godfrey. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. Good morning, my brother. How are you doing? Charlie, we Charlie, doing? I know say the system no good. Every it's another morning. But Charlie, it's another look morning. Look at the highway. Right <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me take you to the front page of the daily uh, graphic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't cap Supreme Court judges. Chief hey. Justice Sophia, uh, sorry, Chief Justice Sophia Ekufu proposal to. Okay, more than Chief Justice. This is the former Chief Justice. We will cap cap. In this time where things are hard, this one is like we beg. We should cap it. We will cap it. My duty is different. Okay. If you talk like that, we will cap it. Not GMA reject debt restructuring. Comes with photos. Of Thomas Musa, hey Thomas yeah. Musa, General oh. Secretary Nat, mm. and then Dr. Frank and Kobia, GMA President. The Nat people, why do always wear fugu? <laughs> they identify with the masses. <laughs> let, let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. Big story says at National Land Conference, President orders implementation of land law to deal with challenges with sales. Also on the front page this morning, Nat five others kick against debt exchange program. Gansouth MC warns chiefs contractors against illegal sand-winning activities in the area. And then also fake army officer in police grip. The minority is also here. 2023 budget approval. Trust us to protect your interests. The minority reacting to public backlash. Front page of the Daily Guide newspaper. Digitized land regime. Nana to lands commission. Mosquito. Two others chased for Swan Puffo. Two Supreme Court justices. Uh, two Supreme Court nominees endorsed by parliament. And some interesting awards for the vice president. He's been named among the 100 most influential Africans. Wow, mm. Does it come with an award? 
I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the Chronicle says this morning, brilliant van robbery suspects discharged. Why are they discharged? Ah! I'll tell you more about that. Also, President orders the digitization of Lands Commission. And Ghana must diversify from cocoa to agrochemicals mm. and others, according to Alan Chermanting. <clears throat> Let me take you to the business finder this morning. Financial sector gets 15 billion mm. Ghana cities to address liquidity issues that may arise from debt exchange. <laughs> and then <laughs> ICOMS, ICOMS, whichever one you prefer, uh-huh. increases return on auction. Mm. The new crusading guide says Go fully digital President Akufuado to Lance Commission um, Also on the front page A 2SN case Trial judge corrects misleading reportage In court proceedings mm. Other stories on the front page Including national security Initiates operation Home Shield In response to in response to um, rising security threats, and the front page of the Anchor newspaper says bankers' association, securities industry, others go silent as investors sit on tenterhooks. Let me take you to the business analyst. Big story says debt exchange program, financial regulators to maintain stability after stress test, according to the BOG. They are giving us some assurances there. Also on the front page, domestic debt exchange, MP warns against panic, withdrawals and something here that says remembrance generates praises. The Daily Ghanaian Guide's front page is an interesting one. Don't sell alcohol, (laughs) cigarettes and drugs. Church of Pentecost directs members. Oh, so the members (laughs) in North Yes. Don't get water. You know, I don't go to eat. He said, do sell those things. <laughs> Find other things you can sell in Cartier or something. <laughs> you? If, if your local economy requires that, you sell that thing to manage your body small, small. You shouldn't sell it. So wait. Anyway. Anyway, you're done. Okay, let's get into the online portals. Uh, citynewsroom.com. Interesting stories there. Um, don't touch our pension money. You tag one's government. Charlie, yeah. You tag there. Yeah, they are not backing Charlie, down. A lot hmm. of don'ts in the system. I tell you. Securities um, Industry Association, we can't accept debt exchange program. Mm-hmm. Other stories. Appointments Committee recommends approval of two judges for Supreme Court. What about <laughs> the rest? <laughs> and will fiercely resist government's debt exchange program. That's according to the Ghana National Association of Teachers. So, mm-hmm. Nat is very, very vocal on that front. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, IMF assures of restored macroeconomic stability in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Mm. Meta considered building a Twitter competitor to capitalize on Elon Musk crisis at companies on the foreign front. And of course, the Securities Industry Association says it cannot accept debt exchange program. Mm-hmm. If you go to citysportonline.com, mm-hmm. uh, the PFAG is there, uh, Tony Baffles outfit, and they are extremely proud of the Black Stars' efforts in the 2022 World Cup. Um, Godfrey, you're a very good friend. You're our champion. Okay. He's saying, stop blaming the day are you. Stop blaming the day are you for Black Stars' exit. Okay. okay. And Ghanaian Trio records fastest runs at World Cup. That's on the statistics side. Mm-hmm. If you go to majoronline.com, uh, there's a very interesting road tool story. There, which says we'll, we will no longer be paying 50 pesos and one CD as road toll next year. That's according to the roads minister. Other stories Waterstone Realty sues government for $4.7 million over National Cathedral Project mm-hmm. and minority confidence of kicking out of Ferriata by end of censure motion vote 
on Thursday. So those are some of the stories making the rounds locally. And if you go international, the BBC says Peru has new president after dramatic impeachment. Mm-hmm. Anger and fear in Australia as Bali bomber freed. And Putin, oh. we are not mad, but nuclear risk is rising. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charlie, I tell mm-hmm. you. Anyway, let's get into... Well, quite a, quite a few stories. Uh, let me start from the Supreme Court. Okay. Uh, and then one other uh, court case, uh, very important uh, uh, one in the middle page, the Atreusian case. There's something else on that one. Yes. Uh, so the front page says, uh, the Chief Justice, Justice Kwesi Eniniamboa, and his predecessor, Sophia Kufu, have kicked against calls to cap the number of justices <laughs> at the Supreme Court. In their view, the scope of the Supreme Court under the 1992 Constitution was too broad, making the apex court inundated with a workload of cases which made it impossible to limit the total number of judges there. The two shared their thoughts on whether or not to cap the number of judges appointed to the Supreme Court at the Institute of Economic Affairs Stakeholder Engagement on Constitutional Review in Accra last Tuesday. They argued that the number of judges at the Supreme Court could only be capped if access to the court was limited. The IEA has been holding a series of stakeholders their engagements to elicit thoughts on gaps in the 1992 constitution. The latest engagement was on the topic reviewing Ghana's 1992 constitution, the judiciary, mm-hmm. and the constitution. Okay. So, um, quite a few interesting quotes. Let me take the thoughts of uh, Justice Enini Abua, for instance. Well, says that, uh, yes, uh, Justin Enini Abua recounted his visit to the Supreme Court of the United States where uh, they had the option to choose which appeals to hear out of the total number of cases before it. He said that was not the case in Ghana, explaining, quote, they are thinking of cases like the rise of Guantanamo Bay precedents, not your personal injury resulting from an accident on the highway, which can go through the hierarchy of the Supreme Court in Ghana. And the Supreme Court judge has no objection but to hear it because he is bound by law. And then if you listen to... Um, the former Chief Justice, uh, Sophia Kufu, uh, she explained that the scope of the Supreme Court was too broad that there had to be a limitation to access to the court. Using Kenya as a case study, she said majority of the cases in that country ended at the Court of Appeal, which had more judges, and that only constitutional matters and matters of critical and public importance were entertained at the Supreme Court, unlike in Ghana. She said once cases in Kenya's appellate court had been decided, they could not be referred to the Supreme Court for interpretation, adding that that was not the case in Ghana. And then a quick clarification that has come mm-hmm. from the courts. Yep. The judicial service mm-hmm. has refuted reports in a section of the media that the judge hearing the William Atuasian trial stated that the state had been compromised in a restitution agreement with the accused person. Okay. So this is in a statement signed by Justice Cynthia Pamela Addo. She's okay. the judicial secretary. Mm-hmm. He said that rather the statement said the presiding judge uh, inquired in court so that the other accused persons would not be compromised as a result of the deal. Okay. okay. But talking about, the talking about judges, okay. the Appointments Committee of Parliament, mm-hmm. now this is in citynewsroom.com, the Appointments Committee has, by consensus, mm-hmm. recommended the approval of two out of four justices mm-hmm. to the Supreme Court who were nominated by the President in July. Mm-hmm. The two justices are Justice Baba Frances Akayensu mm-hmm. and Justice Samuel Kwame Edibu Esedu, mm-hmm. all of whom are currently Court of Appeal judges. Well, the other two justices, Justice George Kingsley Kumsin mm-hmm. and Justice Ernest Yao Jewu, I believe, mm-hmm. were, however, not mentioned 
in the report. The president made the nominations in July to fill up expected vacancies mm-hmm. at the apex court. I think there has to be a communication on what exactly is happening with, in respect of the two other nominees. Yes. Uh, so we have some clarity on that matter. Mm. In the meantime, though, let me stay with the court because there's a story here in the Ghanaian mm. Chronicle by Benis Bessie which says that bullion van robbery suspects discharged. Now, five police officers and a civilian who were being tried for bullion va- uh, van robbery-related offences have been discharged by an Accra <coughs> circuit court. It's actually circuit court, Accra, not circle court. Ooh, I don't know what we you know. The court <laughs> presided over by Patricia Amponsa discharged the suspects after the state withdrew the charges against them yesterday. Now, the police suspects are General Constables Yaro. Afisu Ibrahim, Albert Ufosu, a.k.a. Saifa, Richard Buedu, a.k.a. Osor, and uh, Rabiu uh, Jambedu, Nelson Tete, and uh, Baba Zakaria, a.k.a. Rasta, a civilian mechanic. Now, they were charged with conspiracy to rob and robbery, but pleaded not guilty. However, no specific reason was given for the withdrawal of the case, which had travelled for more than Eight months at the court by the prosecution, led by Deputy Superintendent of Police, Sylvester Asari. Prior to the suspects being discharged, the court referred the matter uh, to the Attorney General's Department for advice. Hence, they being denied bail on about seven different occasions. Now, this raises quite a number of issues. Serious ones! Because mm. this, this, this robbery case was one of, perhaps, it was a big issue. Yep. Very, very, very. Yeah, several people died mm-hmm. because of these robberies. Mm-hmm. And including the, the lead suspect who led the police to the place and was shot on site mm-hmm. during the operation oh, to arrest. It is that case. It is that case. Oh, I see. I heard it when I was away. Yes. It is oh. that case, mm-hmm. Richard. Mm-hmm. This, this, it raises quite a number of issues. The problem is that, you know, normally, of course, the AG has the power to mm-hmm. withdraw a case or file an the prosecutor regarding mm-hmm. a particular matter. You see, the problem, though, is that they fail to tell us exactly the basis for taking some mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. decisions. Well, with regards to this one, the if you follow the reportage on this, the judge had been saying for quite some time that uh, she had not, he or she had not been happy with how they were, with how they were, the, 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 this case was, case was progressing. Being... No, no, they owe us an explanation. Yeah, of course, this, the this case was the, too big. Yes, yes. The family of the disease and, and the public, really, they need to tell us exactly yeah, what uh, what happened. Also, there's something here about Opuni telling the prosecution, I'm exercising my legal rights, but not desperate. Now, former chief executive officer of Ghana Cocoa Board and first accused in the 217.3 million Ghana City Cocoa trial, Dr. Stephen Kwabena Opuni has reiterated that he is not desperate, as alleged by the principal state attorney, Stella Ohini Apia. Uh, he told the criminal uh, high court, one presided over by Supreme Court Justice Clemens Nuga yesterday, that uh, I it was not, or it was most unfortunate that whenever the prosecution, led by the prosecution or uh, PSA, Stella, makes the reference to th- his application of Ceturara and perpetual injunction to restrain his lordship, she claims that he was picking and choosing a judge to conduct the trial. Well, he says that he's asserting his legal rights mm. and that mm. he's not desperate. Let me take you to this financial sector. Uh, story that is on the front page of the business finder. So, uh, financial sector gets 15 billion Ghana CDs. According to Elvis Darko's story, the size of uh, Ghana's financial stability fund being established by government with the support of development partners is worth 15 billion Ghana CDs. Mm. This is to support and encourage full participation of financial institutions in the voluntary debt exchange program. 
The fund will provide liquidity to financial institutions that participate fully in the debt exchange involving 137 billion Ghana city notes and mm-hmm. bonds, including ESLA and Dacia bonds, for a package of new bonds to be issued. Mm-hmm. The exchange excludes treasury bills in totality and notes and bonds held by individuals. All financial institutions, as banks, SDIs, pension schemes, collective investment schemes, fund managers, broker dealers, insurance firms that fully participate in the debt exchange can access the GFSF for augmented liquidity support, which uh, with effect from the date of completion of the debt exchange. I guess we'll probe this a bit further later on in the okay, show. Okay, let's stay with that matter because Nat and five others are kicking against debt exchange. Program page 17 of the Ghanaian Times says, mm-hmm. um, six labor <coughs> unions have kicked against the importation of cuts on pension funds as part of the debt exchange program aimed at supporting the country's economic recovery. Now, they include the Ghana National Association of uh, Teachers, National or Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association, National Association of Graduate Teachers, uh, Ghana Medical Association, Association and Chamber of Commerce and the Trades Union Congress. Now, the unions have therefore vowed to resist any attempt by government to reduce the value of pension funds of their members, which are in institutional bonds. Okay. And yesterday, the Occupy Ghana also issued a statement okay. stating 10 basic points that it believes the government must follow if it is to rescue our economy. Okay. Now, talking about that, <coughs> UTAG. Mm-hmm has also joined the uh, opposers of the debt exchange program. Okay. And they issued a stern warning to the government not to touch their pension funds. Really? UTAC says it will not augur well if the pensions of its members are touched in any attempt to restructure the country's debt. Now, mm-hmm. this was revealed by Dr. Asari Asantiano, who mm-hmm. is the National Secretary of UTAG. Now, UTAG is not the only group opposing this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ghana Securities Industry Association they are also kicking against the debt exchange program. The GSI in a statement said, although it understood the difficulties the country was facing, it could not accept the program in its current form mm-hmm. because it believed a bond was a contractual agreement between a borrower and lender or, or bondholders, and therefore any changes to the terms would have to be agreed on by both parties. This one is also on citynewsroom.com for those oh. who are interested. Okay, let me give you two quick stories related to this matter. There's one that says Financial Stability Council to closely monitor impacts of debt exchange program to set up 15 billion fund, which um, uh, Godfrey referred to much earlier. And then also there's a story that is counseling government, soften your stance, engage bondholders on debt restructuring, uh, government advice. Now, banking consultant Dr. Richmond Etuahine has joined calls for the government to consult institutional bondholders whose funds will be affected by the debt restructuring measures announced by the finance minister Ken Oforiata. Now, according to him, the government's current posture asking investors to take what is available in the debt restructuring exercise or forfeit the interest is not encouraging. You can't talk like that. Mm. You can't. The government can't talk like that. They should stop that. <clears throat> Let me take you to the Daily Ghanaian Guide on page three. Mm-hmm. Don't sell alcohol, cigarettes, and drugs. Church of Pentecost. So the Church of Pentecost has admonished its members against dealing in the production and sale of items detrimental to the mental, physical, and spiritual health of others. The Church has therefore urged its members to stay away from dealing in alcohol okay. and cigarettes among others. So, in the rules of conduct for members of the Church of Pentecost issued okay. by the General Secretary Apostle Nanaya Kumi Jr. Uh-huh. on Tuesday, December 6, 2020, the church said, quote, in your business endeavors make, to make all your dealings and transactions Bible-based, honest, and 
transparent. So the church also stresses stance on premarital sex and marital <laughs> infidelity <laughs> and indicated that members found contrary to its position will be punished. The church also urged this members to be circumspect. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Let me finish this. Story. The church also <laughs> urged this members to be circumspect in their conversations in matters relating to the church and the man and the ministers who serve in the church. Quote: During casual conversation at home or at work, do not speak disrespectfully uh-huh. or disparagingly about the church and God's servants. Uh-huh. Make your concerns and grievances known to the appropriate authority for explanation uh-huh. or redress. So, uh, it goes on to. Uh, list uh, some of these uh, new rules that have uh, come out. Very interesting. So you can go to page three and check out the new. If you are a member of the church or you are associating with a member of the church, you should read the rules. Yes. Except let me say that she's already a bezeri manonangvo. That's the adwangoliro bulnashiremo. You understand that a pot of herbs when you cook it, you don't leave it open. By all means, if you leave it open, ghosts will come in the night and put their hands inside. So they have to be covered. Uh, so that's my, my advice. advice. <laughs> okay. All right. We're still on com, And uh, uh, Madame Mesler, who's a Kufu, is saying over 8 million SIM cards blocked. Mm. Hey. Now, over 8 million unregistered SIM cards have mm-hmm. been blocked following the rollout of punitive measures by the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization and the National Communications Authority. That's according to the sector minister, mm-hmm. Eslawusu Ekufu. Speaking to journalists on the sidelines of the 14th ITU Kaleidoscope event, mm-hmm. Eslawusu Ekufu said those who were yet to register their SIM cards needed to do so uh, to help in weeding out criminals who would take advantage of the internet's anonymity okay. to defraud others. And she said, quote, those who have their, those who have linked their SIM cards to their Ghana card in the first phase of the registration, mm-hmm. but have not gone on to conclude the registration exercise by doing the biometric capture phase are those whose SIMs have been blocked. Mm-hmm. It's important that we do this because without the security of our devices, we are all at risk. Mm-hmm. There are fraudsters and criminals out there who are using the anonymity of the internet and social media to mm-hmm. defraud others. And we need to ensure that no one can hide behind this anonymity. Okay. So let me take you to this story that is on a number of front pages this morning. Uh, President Akufuado uh, to Lands Commission, Go Fully Digital, the new Crusading Guys version on page 3, says the President of the Republic, Nanado Danko Akufuado, has opened a national lands conference in Accra with a charge to the Lands Commission to ensure the commission goes fully digital. Now, the four-day national conference, which is being held under the theme, Leveraging National land policy, legislation and institutional capacity towards sustainable socio-economic development brings together stakeholders in the management and administration of lands in the country, including okay. and it goes on to give you some other details. Okay, alright. Uh, yeah, I was time, gonna, uh, time is up. Why, you want to give us one? Oh, one yes. A uh, quick one from Professor Kwesi Apieniandu. He's the director of the Institute of Environmental and Sanitation Studies mm-hmm. of the University of Ghana. Good morning, Prof. He says encroachment on the coastline is a looming disaster. He said encroachment of Ghana's 540 kilometer coastline by sand winners as they developers in human settlements had disrupted the natural ecosystem and aggravated the risk of mm. coastal flooding okay, okay. all right guys thank you so much thank, thank you Richard. thank you so much bro thank you god that was okay. yeah, yeah and let me also say good morning to dr felis de la cliche the city's biggest conversation the city breakfast show rise above the noise Coming up next is the City Business News Brought to us by Enterprise Life 
Now, Enterprise is on a constant lookout to make your lives better. Um, now, you can make your premium payments at any APSA or CBG branch near you. And you don't have to be a customer. Just uh, have your policy number, a valid national ID, and the amount you wish to pay with you. And then make that payment. Enterprise Life, your advantage. Access Bank is also bringing us the City Business News. And they are partnering with Graphic Communications to give you the SME Fair 2022. It runs from today till tomorrow. It starts at 10 a.m. each day. And it's happening at the AMA Gardens. Just go there, take advantage and get the best discounts and amazing deals this festive season. Call 0800-004400. Access Bank more than banking. And on Sundays, only on MTN, you can talk and enjoy endless conversations with non-stop talking and texting on all networks with as low as 52 pesos. Just dial star 550 hash only on MTN this Sunday and make it extra special. And the City Business News is also brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, dear. Netelinete is here. She has the City Business News. And welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Girl Enterprise Life, your advantage, Access Bank, more than banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, government provides 15 billion Ghana City support to financial institutions through the Financial Stability Fund, and the Ghana Revenue Authority urges businesses to leverage on technologies at the ports to enhance the operations. To our stories now. And government has announced a 15 billion Ghana City support to financial institutions that decide to participate in the recently launched domestic debt exchange program. The liquidity support is to help the various financial institutions, which includes banks, pension schemes, collective investment schemes, to meet their commitments to clients. A statement issued by the Bank of Ghana noted that the fund will be managed under exclusive working guidelines developed by the Financial Stability Council. According to the central bank, funds can be accessed from the date of completion of the program. Meanwhile, the Financial Stability Council has pledged to closely monitor the impacts of the debt exchange program on financial institutions as well as the effectiveness of the measures outlined. It will be recalled that the finance minister at the launch of the program on Monday noted that the fund will help minimize the impact of the program on the country's financial sector. Under the program, domestic bondholders will be required to exchange their existing debt instruments for new ones. Existing bonds, as of December 1, 2022, will be exchanged for a new set of four bonds maturing 2027, 2029, 2032, and 2037. Consumers of fuel may experience some further drop in prices at the pumps as the cost of crude oil on the global market has dropped significantly. Crude oil is currently trading at about $75 per barrel, and the last time it settled below $80 per barrel was in early January this year, more than a month before the Russian invasion of Ukraine. 
Already the price of fuel in the country dropped significantly with diesel, for instance, declining from almost 24 Ghana cities per litre to about 18 Ghana cities at the pumps. Energy consultant Dr. Yusuf Suleimana stated that the decline in the global crude prices with the growing stability of the local currency are both very good indicators for petroleum consumers. What we know now is uh, the market is going down, the oil prices are going down, we have it at 77 now. So what does it mean uh, to the downstream side, especially locally, in places like those who are larger, nations who are larger consumers of petroleum products, um, especially Ghana per se? Um, we will say that it's, 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 it's very good news. Um, and if this drop actually sustains, if it stays below the 80s, you know, for uh, for for a considerable length of time, um, and that and and which will also accompanied by stability in the city. Of course, we've seen relative relative stability in the city as I speak at this moment. So that is a double barrage. Good, that, that is an excellent news in, in, in two perspectives. While the city is showing signs of stability, oil prices are also coming down. So these two factors are huge. And they're supposed to drop oil prices at the pump. I mean, petroleum product prices at the pump. And that's why I say it's, it's, it's very good news. Dr. Yusuf Suleimana is an energy consultant. The Ghana Revenue Authority says its revenue mobilization targets at the ports crossed 30% above the reserve price during its last auction season. According to the authority, the technology efficiencies employed by its outfit has mitigated the instances of the states losing several revenue at the ports. Speaking on the sidelines of an industrial visit by Ghana Link and its model partner, Customs Unipass Agency of Korea, Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority, Dr. Amisha Dai Ousu Amwa, urged importers and exporters to leverage on the new technologies at the ports to boost their businesses. Uh, recently, uh, just in last October, we introduced a new model of the system, which is the e-auction or the electronic auction. Which therefore, which allows the general public to go online and then see the items that are available for auction, put in their bid, and it's actually an open bid, such that you can see what the other person is uh, bidding. And then when you get it, you actually go and get the items. And we have done two successful ones, and we are expecting the third one very soon. For the two, the first one we did, the reserve price, we got above the reserve price by 6.8%. The next one we did, we got above the reserve price in two total items by 13%. And then the very last one that we did recently, we got above the reserve price by 30%. So you will see that for the three times that we have done it, each one, the revenue that we get above the reserve price is increasing because people are getting to know and then there is increased competition on the bidding process and therefore more revenue is coming through. And because it's open, everybody now becomes uh, it's, it's fair and it removes the, a lot of the um, perception of corruption and things like that from it. So we'll continue to improve upon the system and every opportunity we get to uh, improve upon it, we will engage it. Dr. Amisha Dai Owusu Amwa is the Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority. Minister of Communication and Digitalization Ursula Owusu-Ekufu says Ghana is in the process of developing a digital economic policy to regulate the digital space. According to the minister, the global digital economy has experienced exponential growth in recent years and it is thus important for Ghana to institute measures to guard against illicit activities as it embarks on its digitalization agenda. She made a comment while delivering the keynote address at the 14th ITU Kaleidoscope Conference in Accra. 
We know that digital economies provide unique opportunities for countries to accelerate economic growth and connect citizens to services and jobs. Research estimates the value of the global digital economy to be $11.5 trillion, equivalent to 15.5% of the global GDP, and the pace of growth averages 2.5 times faster than global GDP over the past 15 years. The effectiveness of a country's digital transformation agenda is undergirded by a clearly defined digital policy and strategy. You can't develop digitally in an ad hoc manner. And so mindful of that, Ghana, through the Ministry of Communications and Digitalization, is currently in the process of developing a digital economy policy and is leading stakeholder engagement office of efforts for inputs to ensure inclusiveness, comprehensiveness and ownership. The draft policy is hinged on five pillars, which include digital government, data and emerging technology, digital skills, universal access and connectivity, and digital entrepreneurship. Lawusu is a Minister of Communication and Digitalization. As part of efforts to show up the export revenue generation, the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Free Zones Authority, Mike Okoye Jr., is urging enterprises operating within the zone to open up opportunities for the youthful population in the country. This, he believes, will enhance the economic fortunes of the country. Speaking during the third annual investment week, Mike Okoye Jr. stressed the need for enterprises to make a mark on the international market by leveraging on the African continental free trade area. I welcome you all here today to talk about exports in terms of how that will lead industrialization in the context of Africa under Africa or the African continental free trade area and, of course, exports to the rest of the world. This scheme is primarily set up to achieve the country's goal to shore up our foreign currency deposits and create jobs. In Ghana, we currently have 217 active free zone enterprises. Relatively, the free zone enterprises have made and achieved an export earning of over 27 billion United States dollars, employing about 32,000 people directly. And out of these 32,000, they have just announced that 31. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Free Zones Authority, Mike Okui Jr. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade among themselves, the dollar lost 19 pesos and is selling at 12 CDs 91 pesos. The British pound lost 27 pesos and is selling at 15 CDs 76 pesos. The euro lost 19 pesos and is selling at 13 CDs 57 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 13 CDs 80 pesos. The British pound is selling at 16 CDs 50 pesos and the euro at 4 14 cities, 75 pesos. Let's now join Gideon Amunichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. The 2030-2039 maturities dominated last Monday's trading session on the Ghanaian secondary bond market, accounting for 80% of the day's trades. Overall, the bears recorded a total trade volume of 1.25 billion Ghana cities. General price declines on the bears lowered the level of the Data Bank bond index increasing its year-to-date loss to 22.04%. In this week's Treasury bill auction, the Ghanaian Treasury seeks to raise 1.82 billion Ghana cities to refinance upcoming maturities worth 1.67 billion Ghana cities. 
That was Gideon Amunichi of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle Enterprise Life Advantage and Access Bank More Than Banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinete Ajahu. Have a good business day. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Seven thirteen. Coming up next is kickoff. A wrap of what is hot from the world of sports. And it's brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records with them? What are you waiting for? They are putting out reminders so you come to their end. Meet a customer service person and have your records updated. Especially with your Ghana card, because the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. For those who didn't know, now you know. So visit any shareholder branch near you to update your record so you are served faster and better. So that the next time you show up, your details are already there. There's no wahala or stress for you. You can send a WhatsApp message to 0574065958 or 0302-208333. Cheho, let's improve lives. It's a rest day at the World Cup, but the action gets back on the field on Friday and Saturday with the last eight, the quarters. So let's get into the latest from uh, the world of sport. It's kickoff. Daniel Cranting is here. Uh, let's get ready. Hello, good morning. It's time for kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. In the headlines, former Ghana international Yao Echampong jumps to the defense of Black Stars captain Andrea Yu after his penalty miss in Ghana's final group game at the FIFA World Cup. And there was a, there's a preview of the FIFA World Cup quarterfinals as England defender Kyle Walker sounds a warning to Kylian Mbappe ahead of their quarterfinal meeting. <laughs> Former Ghana midfielder Yao Echampong has defended under fire Black Stars captain Andrea Ayew after the team's exit from the FIFA World Cup. Ayew missed the penalty before Uruguay scored twice to eliminate Ghana from the competition. Speaking to City Sports, Yao Echampong says he's unhappy at how the Alsat player has been abused by a section of Ghanaians. It was very, very sad because Messi also lost penalty. I think Lewandowski also missed a penalty, but it's, it's up to us to, to, to be behind the player when something like that happens. Like, for example, when Messi uh, lost his penalty condition, the, the players were behind him. They made sure they, they motivate the team. You see, motivation have different, different, different uh, factors. And one of the major factors is the fans and then the media. So if they don't get that motivation from the fans and then the media, that will be very, very bad. So I believe though we lost 
because of penalty. That is what people were saying, penalty. But after the penalty, we also we have a lot of chances that we should have put the ball in the net. So we don't have to blame everything on penalty. You had former Ghana midfielder Yawi Champon speaking there. Now, France forward Olivier Giroud is confident his team can secure victory over England in their quarter-final meeting of the FIFA World Cup. The two teams will meet in the knockout stage of a major tournament for the first time on Saturday. Despite believing in the quality of the French team, Giroud says he's expecting a difficult challenge against England. No overconfidence from us. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, no, um, we are confident as a team. Uh, we know our qualities, but um, we still uh, gonna face a stronger English team uh, in quarterfinal, and um, still have uh, three games to win to to uh, equalize this record. Uh, we don't want to think about that. We know that uh, it would be huge for history to to do this. Um, this amazing uh, thing, but we are just focused on England first, trust me, and then we will see. You had France forward Olivier Giroud speaking there. England defender Carl Walker says France star Kylian Mbappé will not stand in his way of winning a World Cup as the pair prepare for their battle in Saturday's quarter-final clash. Mbappé, who is on course to take the Golden Boots with five goals in just four games, returned to full training with the French team on Wednesday after undergoing recovery session away from the squad on Tuesday. Carl Walker has been branded England's antidote to Mbappé's attacking threat and the 32-year-old says he will not roll out a red carpet for the French forward. It's, it's nice to hear, obviously, from a good player that he's had a good game against, um, a tough game against me. I, I don't know how to to say even more that I, I feel that he's a top player. I'm not underestimating that one bit, but we're not playing tennis. It's not a solo sport. It's a team game, and I'm sure you're aware that it takes a team, you know, to win a game of football. Okay, one individual moment can win, can win you a match, but. You know, from what we've seen here, it's 90 plus the extra time, which has been a lot. And, you know, anything can happen in that. So, um, again, you know, they have to worry about us. It's not just us worrying about them. Kawaka also says the team need to believe they can beat France on Saturday. We have to, as I just said there, we have to back ourselves. We have to be confident in the, the players that we've got, the players that have been nurtured over the last, you know, four years, reaching a semi-final in the World Cup, uh, reaching a final in the Euros, and then obviously we, we've got to a quarter-final. OK, we're not there, and we've not gone past what we achieved in the last World Cup or Euros, but we're on the right path in the right direction. And I think with the group of squad that we've got, the confidence is high. Um, we're scoring goals, we're not conceding too many. Um, so we have to be confident, but as I say, you know, Saturday's going to be a very tough game against a very good team. It's the reigning world champions and, you know, we need to be um, right up to speed, right up to the mark and make sure that, you know, we're singing all from the same in sheet to collectively win this game. You heard England defender Carl Walker speaking there. Netherlands defender Virgil van Dijk says his side have been practicing penalty kicks ahead of their World Cup quarter-final meeting against Argentina. Argentina knocked out the Dutch in the semi-finals of the 2014 edition of the World Cup on penalties. And van Dijk says his team is making sure that history does not repeat itself. We have been practicing already since the last period we've been together. Um, but it doesn't guarantee that in a game where... You play a full stadium full of 80,000 people and uh, there is a semi-final at stake that everything will go the same. So we try to do as much as possible in order to be ready for it. But hopefully we don't come to that stage and we can decide the game before 
uh, getting into extra time or penalties. But yeah, if it's if it's there and the time is there, we have to be ready for it, and, um, and we, we 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 practiced as much as possible for. You had Netherlands uh, defender Virgil Van Dijk speaking there. Moving on, Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag says he has put Cristiano Ronaldo's situation behind him as he addressed the forwards' departure for the first time. Man United terminated Ronaldo's contract by mutual consent two days before Portugal's World Cup campaign began after he gave an explosive interview with Piers Morgan in which he criticised the club in Ten Hag, the Dutchman who was in Spain with United players who are um, not in that, at the World Cup for a winter training camp told Man United TV he has moved on from the issue. Yeah, it's um, he's gone, and it's the past. We're now looking forward. We're looking into the future. But first, we have to get the team in the position we can win something. Yeah. So uh, that's our first focus point. And in December or January, no team wins a trophy. Uh, so we have to get in the right position. So in April, and that is what we have to work for. We didn't always had the, the players available, and when they were available, they were not always. Um, are capable to be um, in the right fitness levels uh, to compete. So this is uh, an important objective uh, to, to fill that gap, to close that gap, and uh, that we are better um, after the winter, or after the winter uh, from uh, in the restart, that we are better uh, to compete and uh, to match uh, the fitness levels um, from the Premier League and especially from the top four. You had Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag speaking there. Let's do some tennis news now. And Novak Djokovic will play in January's Adelaide International a year after being deported from Australia because of coronavirus vaccination status. The Serb, who has won a record nine Australian Open titles, is also set to compete at the first Grand Slam of the year after his visa ban was overturned. Djokovic was deported before the 2022 event after his visa was cancelled. He was automatically banned for three years from entering Australia, but in November, learned that he will receive a visa for 2023. The Australian Open uh, starts 15 days later after the Adelaide International Competition ends. To some golf news now, and President of the Professional Golfers Association of Ghana, Mark Kofi, has described 2022 as a successful year for sport in Ghana. He made a remark during the ninth edition of the Goldfields PGA Golf Championship at Wasadamang in the western region of Ghana. Markofi believes his outfit was able to meet their set targets, which is the beginning of good things to come. The 2022 calendar year was a, a beginning of new things to come. And we have been successful in that we have brought uh, a tour. Um, that is now going to go into the second year, come 2023. We have also included uh, scratch players in our talk to give them an opportunity to understand what happens on the professional field and therefore can qualify to become pros. Um, in the 2022 calendar, we qualified five amateur scratch players who are now going to play professional golf into uh, the year 2023. And all of this is going to make the competition even tighter. It's going to make the competition uh, fought for even more hard. The president of the Professional Golfers Association of Ghana, Mark Kofi, speaking there, bringing an end to kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit citysportonline.com. Kickoff was brought to you by the show. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. And we will go home to our own. Hey, this song is a hit. <laughs>
My favorite prize song, Run Run Some Things. They'll be live at the Situation Outdoor Party 2022. Yeah. You must run something, break, break something, sing, sing something. Ah, ah. It's a 
December 24. Prior will be there. Akwaba will be there. Din Chin Chin Band will be there. At the Labich Hotel. From 8 p.m. Call 0205-973-973. Or 0558-973-973. To book your tables and get ready. It's the all white party. The party of all parties. The Situation Outdoor Party sponsored by Ebony Condom Series, Doritos and Lays. Supported by City FM and Ghana Weekend, empowered by City TV. This is a Beyond the Return event. Send your messages on 0549-986-996. A few birthday messages coming in. This one says, Happy Birthday to... His Excellency, the former President John Ajikum Kufo. Okay, that's from Yofi Zane and Lemmy Ferguson Lane. Yeah, today's Jack's birthday. J-A-K. Yeah, J-A-K. Jack. He's, he's a big man, Charlie. Yeah. He's a big man. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, some people were running a poll on your favorite fourth Republic president. president. So by fourth republic, we mean from ninety-two. From ninety-two, okay. So, so the 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 the, 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 the system that this constitution ushered us into. So, mm, okay. Rollins came as a military ruler from eighty-one till ninety-one, and then after the election, when did they even vote? Fourth, something this December nineteen ninety-two. Mm, they voted in. So December actually, 92. so so the fourth republic began in ninety-three. Ninety-three, yes. All right. So because you got sworn in in yeah, by the ninety-two constitution. 92 so we've had JJ Rawlings for two terms. We've had Jay Kufa for two terms. We've had John Evansata Mills for one term. Mm-hmm. John Jamani Mama for one term. Nana Kufuado for two terms. Mm-hmm. Or oh, this is the second term. So, I, you know, there's something called recency bias. Yeah. So you say, Charlie, this government things are bad and stuff. But I'm sure if you ask people who voted in all those elections yep. to choose their favorite president, they could do that. Because mm-hmm. if you were old enough in '92 to vote, it mm-hmm. means you've seen a few things in your life. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty sure Kufo would win that vote. Hands <laughs> down. Be- because of what he represents. In, the ten- well, in-, in terms of the fact that after 19 years of military rule, he took over. And a lot of what he did set the tone for what we see. Both good and bad. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's he's he is the almost um, I think he's the shining light of the Fourth Republic mm. in that sense. Okay. Of course, Rawlings was the person who and and who's what the Constitution was put together. The with all with its good and bad aspects, but I think the first place in history will be good. Mm. I, I think so. All right. I think so. So what, happy what, birthday what, to what you. do you think? Oh, I, I do agree. His style is different. You know, if you look at the way Rawlings was perceived and the way Rawlings was, and then Kufour came in almost like the opposite. The opposite, yeah. All right, called him a gentle giant. And then even out of power. A very different kind of personality to check. Out of power, his influence. If Kufour says something today to be in front page of the Daily Graphic, mm-hmm. he's that important. His foundation is probably the most effective of all former president foundations, right? And he's doing something in 
food, uh, rice, uh, what do you call it, um, youth development, leadership. He's correct. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday to former president John Kufo. He's 84, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Jack. Jack. 84. <laughs> wow. A few more birthdays uh, coming in. Happy birthday to one of our ardent listeners, Dan Nuchuga mm. of the Multimedia Group. Yeah, happy birthday to you. This one says, Kwame and Emilia would like to wish their mother, Fidelia, Yawa Krakeni, a very happy birthday. This one says happy birthday to my beautiful Aloha as today marks your silver jubilee on earth. May God cause you to see a century on earth and ensure that you enjoy every bit of it. From your husband, Mr. Isaac J. Mensah and our daughter, Davida. This one says happy fifth birthday to Elsa Amwating Ajiman of the Trinity School Dancerman from Enna, Papa and Rama. So like I said earlier, prior will be there on the 24th of December. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And as we said earlier, this year, the Christmas ends on 24th. So hey. after, yes, this year after 24th, we are moving to 1st January. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we'll put our last on 24th. Then, when we finish, when we wake up, it's first January 2023 because we don't have time for 25th, 27th, and all those things. So, you can call this phone number to book your table or book your yeah, book your table 0205 or 0558 That's why there's a reservation you need to make now so you can secure what you need on that day. And also call up the friends you are coming with. It's not a kind of party you just come and sit there quietly alone. Come with brethren, you know. You need to come with people you like, people who are friends, who have traveled from afar and have a nice night. As Nathan said, prior will be there. Us will be the great and juganistic Aquaba. Yes. And now I'm told Abiana. Yes. Abiana. Abiana. I don't know where she emerged from. <laughs> she is such a great voice. Yeah, she has a very, very, very solid. I only heard of her on City like two years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I think COVID brought a lot of people to limelight. <laughs> I mean, she probably was there before, yeah. but I didn't know of her until. I look forward to listening to her. She's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think the band that's backing is one of the best bands yes. in town. Ching-ching-ching They've shown band. the necessary consistency. They are, and they they are they... wonderful guys. Oh yes, you, I mean you know a thing or two about bands. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I mean I've, I've 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 been with them. They've played. I've you should, you should join the band. I think. <laughs> You know, you, you, are, a, you should as, as, the, as the lead rapper. If if no, I have no, a band, no, 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 but you play, you play, you play. Too I'll be like Blitz. No, but you can play the piano. Yeah, I can. I can. I'm trying to learn how to play the piano. It's so difficult. <laughs> you know, you know the most difficult part I, of I, playing I, the piano. I'll, I'll be their secondary keyboard. Trying to use the left and when the right hand is working. It's hard part. My my brain. If you ask me to use my right hand to play, I can. But I don't add your add your left hand. Yeah. Can you use both hands to play the piano? Thank you. So Tintin will be there. Yeah, it's it's very difficult for me to do like the two. The two. Your base, your left hand is your base. I'll tell people, if you have something to do, do it when you are younger. 
I can sit for like an hour trying to figure out I'm not able to do it. We'll get there, we'll get there. So please come here, let's do it. Tell them about situation. Yeah, situation. 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 In fact, all of you who graduated this year with all kinds of flying college no. In fact, you the the I mean your love yeah, yeah, that's right. The class of this, the class of that, you need to buy one whole table. Yes. Yeah, and sit down and just enjoy yourself. And the law people, they wear black and white. Just Thank you. Black off Thank you. The white. <laughs> you know, you leave the white and come and wear white kambu. You know, if you like, can wear your jalapeno you know, kambu. <laughs> and just come. It is happening on Saturday, the 24th of December, 2020. And you know, kambu. The, the, yeah, the beautiful thing about it is that it is at the beach. So if so you are, is it at the beach or at the beach hotel? It's, it's a beach, beach hotel, hotel, but it's the beach. beach. You know, no, let's, so, let's be clear. It, oh yeah, that be the whole matter. So it's not at the beach. You see, the, the the hotel is at the beach. Okay. Uh-huh. So once you're in the hotel, yeah. So if you have any sweat small where you want to go and collect oh, you your oh, <laughs> you just go to the beach and collect the your proper and come back in. You know. So we don't want any oh, Charlie. I just arrived from US and I want to come inside. No, that we is, don't want that. that so is. what you have to do is you. Have have to book yeah. the ticket in advance. I saw a friend of mine's father who came from the US a couple of weeks ago. The man is 65. Okay. He, they wear some white trainers. Thank you. We they wear white top. Uh, thank you. That's how you know. You know, we like so Adidas. Thank you. We he, he gets some white beard. We shave out small. If you so. Charlie, 65 year old man. <laughs> I'm sure he was short. Eh? Charlie. Thank you. You see, no, he you know, waist bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a few things. We the waist bag. We turn them to the right. Yeah. Now that double me Lego. In my life, which bag was a thing? If you yeah. get with you, always bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the one go with bag. Yeah, big man. Yeah, wait, when does Kambu? Yeah, white Kambu. White Kambu. That's how you do it. Yeah. You know, when you reach a certain level in life, you know, yes. the riches, you know, that's how it manifests. <laughs> they wear, they wear white, white. They wear white Kambu. They wear white with with bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So such a person, if he comes mm-hmm. to situation, he will shake the floor. Yeah, yeah. he will just relax and yeah. take a visit. An old man. Back call it easy. It's an old man with young men moves. It's an old man with young men waist. <laughs> That's right. And the number to call yeah. is zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three. So listen carefully. Zero two zero five. Nine seven three nine seven three. Yeah. And if you don't want to call this one, then you call the other number. Yeah. It's zero five five eight nine seven three nine seven three. When you call, say you are you want to speak to Prisla or Magdalene, one of them. They will talk to you nicely. In fact, when you hear their voice, you actually start ordering. Some senior citizens are threatening to come. Oh. <laughs> Is there an age upper age limit? Because Charlie no, they call the dancing that no, there's no age limit. No age Only uh, yeah, there's no you age. You have limit. insurance for no, both dancing. No, there's, no, break. there's no age limit. But you know the numbers you call, you just mentioned yesterday something mm. interesting happened. Uh-huh. So somebody calls the number and the first thing that is that city news. Yes. And oh. then Priscilla says yes. Yeah. Is it? Uh, uh, please, somebody has come to pour pour rubbish in front of my shop. <laughs> 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 Why even the super authority? <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, eh? <laughs> rubbish out of my shop. Somebody just pour it now, 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 now. Why did you stop the person? <laughs> no, bring your camera and come and tell. <laughs> Why you didn't stop the person? 
But you know, say, no, can't, but that's what a media house is. Right? <laughs> media house is the last is the last mile for Lapo. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we have a lot of numbers, but this one is for this <laughs> for one yeah, yeah. is for situation. Yeah. And you know the situation is C I T I. Just so you know, C I T I situation. So it's a situation as we find ourselves. Yeah how we found ourselves covid situation and city had to push it through and bring fun to you right now is the situation as we find economic situation so please make sure you come with a nice haircut to match the situation yesterday yesterday salon was interviewing some guy called thomas musa of, of uh, some is it not and the guy said hello we have all gone Sakura, so we don't need a haircut. Is that our hair is finished? So they don't let you to keep the razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> so Charlie say, you know, good no, but there's also there's also a surprise act. Uh-huh. Not Abiana. No, we've announced already. Abiana is already Abiana announced. Yeah, but it's not this surprise act. We will announce. You will. We will announce. But not today. Not today. Not not today. But it's a surprise act. Yeah. Is it a man or a woman? No, it's a man. If it's a woman, if it's a man, you are saying. There are two things involved. <laughs> you know, it's a surprise act. But we have to announce that on Friday. But it's a surprise act. Yes. But you mean tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Yeah. So it's a surprise between today and Friday. Yes. So please buy your tickets because when we announce that one, there will be a scramble. So yeah, call, call, call 0205-973-973 or 558 Now, and don't forget, it's sponsored by Ebony Condom Series Doritos and Lace. And it's supported by CTFM and Ghana Weekend. In the meantime, embrace the freedom our forefathers paid the ultimate price for, the freedom to determine our destiny. Z-Pay's MoneyGram to Wallet gives you the freedom to choose when and where we should bring your money to. Dial star 270 has to register. Chop, make a chop. Yeah, I love it, Charlie. Yeah. 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 Make a chop song. Situation will be so no. Take one bottle and take one bottle. We share problem only. Speaking about chopping, everyone is unique, just like our fingerprints or our DNA. Now our uniqueness makes us all special. Every single person, whoever you are, remember to keep shining in your own special way. Just like Indomie is like no other. Be like no other. Indomie. Tastes great. Mm. There's a question on the table. Um, this one says, please, can you oh, yes. come as an individual? Yeah. You, they, they, they should call the number. Oh, you can call the number. How much would that cost? Yeah, they should just oh, call the number. number. If, I, if I get angry, I even pay you with somebody. 0305-973-973-0558-973-973. If you come as an individual, you'll you still You can come as an, indi- as an individual. It's, it's just that it's better if you are two. Because, see, when they start dancing, everybody will pick their partner. <laughs> Anyway, so now also talking about payments, make life simple on the go. Pay the easy way with a Zenic card online or in store. Now, with your Zenic card, you can pay for Facebook ads, 
That's if your name is uh, what? What's the name of the the guy who runs our online? Or Netflix if you are richest guy? Yeah. Or iTunes <laughs> if you are Nathan? Yeah. Or Amazon if you are Godfrey? Mm-hmm. Or pay for your shopping online or in store if you are Samir? Don't give me a bad <laughs> So you can pay for Facebook ads if you are going to running online. You can pay for Netflix if you are with Sky. iTunes if you are Nathan. Amazon subscription for the academic people. And then for all your online shopping. All those things. Use a Zenith card. It gives you the chance to enjoy discounts. It's also safe, secure and convenient. Think payments, think Zenith. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Seven forty nine. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Yeah. Concerning your messages on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Yeah. So if you have been asking me what kind of year twenty twenty three will be, you know, and. Some say that you'll be hard like monkey bottles. Can <laughs> 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 to predict? No, no, no. I won't. I won't do that. I mean, there, there are a few things that we can say, but there are certain things we know of a certainty will happen. Like, like in March, we are traveling around the country. Yeah. That's what. Whether IMF, whether World Bank, whether haircut, whether pounds, whether whatever. We are moving across. This year, this year was good. You know, last year we we started the 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 way you travel Ghana. You can go eastward or westward. Now, last year I was on the caravan and we went to westward. Now, the way the country is, if you go westward, so you have to choose between that western region or water region. But this year. Is moving to our side. Thank you. Let him explain. Yeah. Yeah. To the east. Our side. Yeah. 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 Mother side. Yes. Yeah. Mother side. This side. So it's starting from our side. Explain. Explain better. No, Charlie. People. I think three or so weeks ago. Yes. And you know, an elderly man drove in here, and. Fortunately, I was just standing in front of the building, and, yeah. and uh, he he came out of his car, yeah. walked straight to me, and you know normally I get a bit. I know you don't uh, like those uh, things. Comfortable. Are you sitting? I saw Atamensa. Yes, you know Atamensa. I know you. I know you from Kolebu. I know you from Kolebu. I wanted to run away. That was my uncle's friend. Those things. Charlie's like a threat. Is it? I'm doctor. So and so and so. I said, okay, please. I haven't heard anything about the caravan. caravan. Like, oh, yes, it's going to it's going to happen. So look, my children are in the US and they've been worrying me about this. Can you let me? Anyway, so the caravan is coming. It's happening this year as well. So if you don't, but where is it? We want to know the route. Caravan. Yeah, because you know, last year we couldn't do the mountains, elephants, the bats, the We couldn't do the. So this year's twenty twenty three heritage caravan. Yama. Um, we are starting from the Volta region. Yama. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last year we we skipped the Volta region. We started from the yeah. And we missed out on a certain experience. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's some, yeah. there's some serenity. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, the greenery. Yes, the, you, it, there's something about yes. being in the water. Yes. Yes. I'm telling you. Yes. I'm following you because I want to go and take a dip. 
Thank you. <laughs> you the serenity of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. So we are starting from the yeah. Volta region. Yeah. Yes, please. And yes, then, please. Um, from the Volta region, Eastern. we move to the Eastern yes, region. Yes, please. Eastern. Um, you know. Eastern is always in there because they, 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 no, Eastern region is five, funny. Yeah. They have like five border five regions. Pounds, so yeah, you can't yeah, yeah, escape Eastern. No matter where you pass, you have to go through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so, in fact, you know, it's a funny thing. Eastern region is like the central sort of. Yeah, region. that's right. Exactly. So you start from Volta. Volta. Have yes. you given us the date yet, though? It's in March, eh? Yes. Yes. Later in March or early March? First week in oh, March. Early March. Around the Independence. Fourth March. Fourth March. So we start from Volta. Then yeah. we we'll connect to Eastern. And then we we'll connect to Eastern. Then we'll and our Eastern will do a stopover mm. uh, in Akosombo. Very, very correctly. They are coming. And look over there. There are, there are, lot, of, there are, lot, of, there are lot of nice new places Imagine happening the, around, around that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think some people have seen that because the rail will pass through that side. They have located they've already bought, <laughs> <laughs> they've bought the mountains. <laughs> you know, you know the mountains that surround the Volta. Yeah, people have started yeah. buying and doing yeah, things. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. That's correct. So we we'll pass through Akosombo. Yeah, we we'll, we'll actually sleep in Akosombo. Oh, we we'll sleep in Akosombo. We'll sleep in Akosombo. That's nice. And nice. then um, from the eastern region, mm. we move straight to Ashanti region. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. for Sacro. Yes. Yeah. We'll be in Ashanti region. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so we we'll sleep in Ashanti region. Uh -huh. Now, from the Ashanti region. Uh -huh. We are going to do a long drive uh -huh. from Kumasi to Bogatanga. From Ashanti. Yes. Jamankwa. We will pass <laughs> we will pass through Bono, Ahafo, Bono East, Savannah, Northeast, and in Upper East Boliga. Going yes, Bolivar. State. No, I tell you. Yeah. From Ashanti to Bolivar, by air or by road? Charlie, <laughs> 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 hey, you will be shocked, Charlie. What's happening there, the, man? The, the, the kind of hotels that, you I know, and we are lodging in a hotel called Ghana's Hotel. I'll tell you something about Bolivar. When I went to, when I went to Bolga, yeah, Hotel, there's Charlie. a lot of new hotels there, and apparently... Borga yeah. is benefiting from some of the issues around Burkina and that like it's like the new hub. Yeah. So even Boku, which used to be very vibrant, mm -hmm. all the action has moved to Borga. Boliga. So you have a lot of hotels <laughs> in in yeah. Borga now. Mm -hmm. It's more vibrant Thank than you. it used to be like. Ali, ali hotel. Go online check. So that's Borga. Yeah. So that's so, region four. Yeah. And then from Borgano, the day after we come to Tamale. Oh, nice mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. so that's mm -hmm. Northern region proper. Yeah, proper, right. proper. So it means the first Northern, hey. you will just drive through it. Yes, yes. But we won't sleep there. No, then when we finish the burger issue, then we come to Tamale. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's so, where Samens is Sampangura or something. No, like it's that. called the Mazal, Mazalna. <laughs> the Mazalna. I'm checking the Ghana's hotel. It's going to be small. Eh? Hey. <laughs> Charlie, we are going. <laughs> we are going. So Ganas, not yes. not the secondary school. No, 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 no. G A N A S S. Uh, I know some people they will no, go and park in some secondary school dormitory. No, 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 no. Charlie, this is this is great. Proper hotel. Yes. Oh, proper. It be proper hotel. 
two swimming pool be. I'm mentioning normally we don't mention the hotels ahead, but, but you know, it's to give people some comfort because there are some people who think, hey, I'm going up north. What, what, I'm, where am I going to? You think the people, the people who live there you think they are living on trees, <laughs> you know. So, yes, so Ghana's hotel, and then we come to Tamale. Mm-hmm. Now, Tamale. We have an evening event yeah, at the Red Clay Studios. Oh, no, yeah. oh by the fireside. Ibrahim Mahama is doing things there with us. I mean, last year's experience at Red, ma, Red ma, Clay ma, was ma, something else. Ma, ma, but this ma, year, ma. it will even be better. Thank you. I'm telling you, because the right. guy has rumped up the place. That's right. You go see, oh. you go see Alu play. Alu play. Tell you. <laughs> now he's even bringing the train. He's even bringing a train there. It's on a different level. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on a different so, level. Yeah, so we are. So then that's day five. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's yeah. a, from yeah, that's, a, that's a world class artistic evening in the middle of spending Tamale. And it's girlfriend speaking. And by the way, red clay is on the Nanton Road. Yes, a few kilometers from Tamale. You must charge more. <laughs> we Please, I didn't hear that. <laughs> no, there's no haircut here. It's part of the package. How many days are they spending in Tamale? So we one day each. One so day. one region, one day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So one night, one region. Okay. One region, one from, day. From Tamale, mm-hmm. we go to Sunyani, mm-hmm. Sunyani but we Sunyani. stop over. At the Moli National Park. Thank you. Uh, yes. Bats, Bats, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, animal. Animal. Uh, animal and something. Okay. You know animal and something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, great, great, so, great. So that's, that's yeah. day six. Yeah, to Sunyani. Sunyani. Um, mm-hmm. Usbet Hotel. Mm-hmm. We go to Usbet. I love that hotel. The they grow their own food. Yes. Yeah. Me, when I go there, I want to eat mankani. The mankani. The mankani. The mankani. Oh, And then you ask for my, you know, abladu to eat. You know, abladu, it should be in between. Not abladu. I thought I had seen plantain in my life. I went to BA. Thank you. The BA plantain, it did like some footballer in Sobo. I don't know what they put into their plantain. And it's so cheap. It big pass in it. You mean the plantain is my CNN? <laughs> so we spend a day in Sunyani. Yeah, Sunyani. And from there, where are we going? From Sunyani, we go straight to the western region. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, sorry, western region. That is a whole different experience. Western region, it looks like the Caribbean of uh, you know. <laughs> we go straight to the western region through the western north route. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you something, guys. When you're in the western region and get to western north, eh, even though you don't see the demarcation, you know you are in a different region. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it's like you are driving, all of a sudden you know you are in a different region. Yeah, the it's very serious. Like, I, I don't want to say it in a way that will make it look like Western region is underdeveloped, but Western region is very green mm-hmm. in terms of the roads are better than when you get to Western North, you know that, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to give them more resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. we do that and mm-hmm. then get to Western region. From okay. Western region, um, our actually, we, we go to Maha Beach Resort. Yes, oh, please. Yes, oh, please. Oh, you oh, can Google that as well. Oh, uh, just oh, to oh. bring you closer to the experience. Oh, oh. You know, when you are there, no, 
No, Charlie, you are close to heaven. <laughs> you know. Okay. So but from Western, Western region, region Central, we right? move to Central so, Region. Actually, we'll, we'll stop over in Second D. So, no, it's not Second D. It's Second D. Okay, Second D. We are there. How can you go live? There's a house on a hill uh-huh. that you can oversee the Atlantic Ocean. Uh-huh. 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 All is glory. Uh-huh. 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 We're going to we'll be eating on top of the mountain. Thank you. Thank you. Marrying nature. Thank you. And thanking the Lord. How far he has brought us. I tell you. So, <laughs> so that's the whole idea. Yeah. So, so that's on the yeah eighth so day of the journey. Seventh. Seventh day uh, of the seven, journey. Uh, okay. Um, no, actually, well, no, I'll mix it up. But anyway, from Western Region, we we move straight to Central Region. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be lodging at the Ridge Royal Hotel, mm-hmm. Cape Coast, mm-hmm. and then we are done. The center of uh, but on the day of departure, mm-hmm. we'll go to the Elmina um, Castle. Yes, okay. please. To do. The uh, closing mm-hmm. tour mm-hmm. and then back to Accra. Wow! So this is so. What would what do people have to do now as they sit here? As as we sit here, they have to pick their phones and, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> and call the numbers. Mm-hmm. Which numbers? Zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three, and they'll get all the details. Thank you. And Thank you. when they call the people, what should they do? Well, the people are going to give you how much is going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as an individual, mm-hmm. if you want to share a room with somebody, mm-hmm. um, if you have allergies, mm-hmm. if you have a medical condition, mm-hmm. if you you are expecting people from another country, join. Um, all those things, you know. I think some years ago, some people called that they are trying to bring their people here, mm-hmm. and um, they needed help with the, the med- medical insurance, something insurance, okay. something, and so. <clears throat> And so we can we we can we can facilitate all we <coughs> under our control mm-hmm. and make sure that you have a good experience. Mm. Right? Mm. Mm. All right. Thank you very much uh, for part one. <laughs> part one. Part one. We will do the segment and come back to part two. Yeah. In part two, we'll come back to haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, haircut. Yes. Different types of haircut. Yeah, because Shades. some people have issued a statement that they no go agree. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so they no go. They no go agree. So we'll see how that goes. But there are some, there are some, there are some, some comments. Let's, okay. let's go to some of them. Yes. Let's go to some of these comments coming in. This one says, Nathan, please let Richard Sky do the ever version of Aquabua sound. No, you do hey. it. You do it as a situation. <laughs> <laughs> this one from Victor in Pahri says that, good morning, Bernard. Mm. Uh, please, when is the date for the caravan? So I shut up my vacation. Oh, Victor, bienvenue, bienvenue. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. March 4th. Yeah, yeah. March 4th. So your vacation, you can time it around from 2nd March to like 15th March. Thank you. The uh-huh. caravan will be in Yeah, that's right. It's nicer if you come. So just take the first two weeks of March, March off. off yeah. yeah, then you know that's that you are, you are coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope you are holding my slot. No, no, it's there. Uh-huh. It's, it's there. By default, the people <laughs> Is that a request or a threat? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 this one says, please, why do you always fix the caravan at a time our kids are in school? Because we don't want children to come. <laughs> why, you want the caravan when children are at home? <laughs> no, it won't work. We don't want them to come. Okay. Uh, that's, that one was coming in from Get Through yes. the Dwarf And this one from Nanaki. Okay. Yes. It says, good morning, CDCDS. Yes. I hope you guys are going to put Nathan Definitely. on the caravan. <laughs> we are tying him on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> 
What boss? He he is is in fact, if he doesn't think he will drive one of the bikes. He must go by force. If you are not careful, <laughs> the we, the listeners of City, will contribute to make his going possible. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, Samens, kindly make sure you carry our garment in Nathan. I love to explore Ghana, but the country is concerned about you. The citizenry are concerned about you. Was it that one? This was the Charlie Ben Nathan. I did beg. I mean, this trip on uh, in March since what do you, you say? What since I mean, mean this, trip, mean this trip like three years, Charlie, three years now. Mm-hmm. You dear give estimate, make a make susu. I beg. Me and my wife go go. Okay, I tell you, bro. So, are, are, are you in DC in Ghana or DC in DC? <laughs> so, <laughs> DC, DC Accra. Okay. But if you just call the number, just call the number. Yeah, zero two zero five nine seven three nine seven three. This one from Frank in Nungwa says, Nathan and team, may I know how the caravan team intends linking up from Sunyai to the Western region through the Western North? Yeah, through, through the Western North. Yeah. Okay, and this one says, Good morning, Nathan. Mr. Atha Mensah taught uh, me services marketing yeah. at UPSA. Did Challenge. you pass? No more. <laughs> he can make the whole class go crazy because uh-huh. you people mentioned Bogatanga. If he can remember, anytime he entered the class, he will mention my name like Atubiga, Atinga, Atanga, Abanga, Adri. Charlie, Papa Sam, you know the person. And the whole class will laugh hard at me. Charlie, I love him, but he used to provoke me with three hours of lecture. <laughs> <laughs> but that, 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 that must be one of them. I, mean, yeah. I never taught for less than three hours. Uh, no. okay. uh, that would be, no, of course. No. I can't do less than three hours. A tubiga, a tinga, a tanga, a banga. No, I used to give him fun. All right. So, yeah, Heritage Caravan is happening in March, mm-hmm. starting on the 4th of March. So, call the number 0205-973-973 or 0558-973-973 to find out more. But coming up next is Tech and Social Media Trends, brought to us by Carbank. Carbank is saying reactivate your account this holiday season and get more value. Get in touch with them, carbank.net, customer care at carbank.net or 0800-500-500. Carbank for it together. Now, uh, Vodafone is also bringing us the segment. They are saying that the Vodafone Too Much Data offer has been refreshed to give you the best value. So you can uh, do a lot more. Dial star 700 hash now to subscribe. Vodafone, further together. Mr. Cranting is back. He has a segment for us. Nathan. Yep. Do you know Rafiu Abubakar? <laughs> Rafiu Abubakar. Who's Rafiu Abubakar? The whole world. He has him. Hard guy. My whole, see, my whole life, I've never seen a hard guy like Rafiu Abubakar. The hardest before. of all hard guys. He won't come with Lajou. Uh-huh. Top and down. Uh-huh. He entered Bema Camp. This is a kennel. <laughs> <laughs> He told them that I'm one of you. Uh-huh. Uh, Kennel for that matter. <laughs> well, what are you like? This guy. Sure. Anyway, say, hey, come here. Games on one or two questions. Confess. Confess. I give up. I Confess. I give up. 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 I give up.
this morning. Eh? <laughs> you <laughs> hey, do you know ga ga? <laughs> Guy is heading. No, 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 Every time you go back to the you for back. You say, Officer, I beg, I will feel back here. Because, hey, Charlie. If you do, you don't know. Everybody will say, Master, I'm going to be with you. Shit, sir. No, 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 no. See, you're going to misbehave. It's not a bear mark. Behave yourself, my brother. I feel Abu Bakar. You're beautiful. Lose that and go inside. So, you know, Dan, GFA, I want to. Hey! Yesterday, you see, we will say some things. We say some things. Yesterday, CNN journalist. I want to see that. The guy say, hey, Ghana people. Romain Molina. You're F, you know. They are joking over there. Muntus. Do not pay to play. That's what he's saying. Tia, Nabo. Charlie, that was serious allegation. Hey, give me something small. Then you play. That's a very serious allegation. That's what Ghana is doing. The GFA, you have to come and say something. He said Cameroon to his part. Then The GFA is That's for Cameroon's own. Cameroon's own disabled sports in our inside. Okay. Okay. So send me the video, I want to watch it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's yeah. in French, it's the one French I sent to you. Yeah. Nathan is here. Ah, oh, I think these are very serious issues. Oh, those are, those are very serious. The integrity of the mm -hmm. game. Straight after. And, and we have to we'll, actually look inside. We'll look into properly. That. We'll see. Daniel, thank you so, so much. That was Second Social Media Trends brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Concerning your messages on 0549986996. But this season, GTP is giving you a 5% discount when you make a bulk purchase of 50 or more fabrics for your organizations, churches, employees, or clubs. Call Beatrice on 0204389605 to enjoy your deal today. GTP Lifestyle. Now, education can only be guaranteed when you have the right plan to sustain growth. SIC Life has the perfect plan to secure you and your children's educational growth because they are your true friends for life. Get in touch with them and see how you can benefit from the SIC Life Education Plan Plus. You can get a quote by calling 0302-750151 or, or send a WhatsApp message to 0501-456983 or visit um, siclife.com.gh. Or at SIC Life Ghana on social media. SIC Life, absolute peace of mind. And it's the end of the year. Your planning has started. Your shopping list is long, but your cash is short. 
Speak to SG Ghana. They'll sort you out. Spend 500 CDs or more when you shop for your friends and loved ones and receive an attractive cashback reward. Call 0302-214-314. Promo ends on December 31. Remember, with Societe General Ghana, the future is you. In the last few days, the conversations in Ghana have been dominated by a few words. Debt, stress, haircut, haircut. <laughs> exchange, exchange, all kinds of things. Mm. We know go agree and things. And several of uh, several bodies have all taken a very similar stance on whether or not they will accept government debt, government's debt exchange program. So we've heard from say uh, Nat. We'll hear from Nat in a bit. But the Ghana, um, the GSI who are in the industry, and they are really essentially the people who. Um, uh, you know, they are the umbrella body for the fund managers and all of that. They've also spoken, okay? Now, they've put out a press release essentially saying that they are not in agreement. They don't like this idea. They feel that it's a very wrong way to go. You can visit citynewsroom.com uh, for a, for that story. Is there? I actually have the statement yes, here. Yes, Maybe yes. I could read it. So, press release, Government of Ghana Domestic Debt Exchange. And the press release has bullet points. Reminds me of the way you write. Five points. Number one, on July 1, 2022, when the government of Ghana announced that it would seek an international monetary fund program, we were informed that GOG would conduct a debt sustainability analysis and potentially restructure its debt as a precondition for accessing the IMF program. Two, the Ghana Securities and Industry Association was engaged on the proposed program and subsequently a five-member consultative committee on financial sector engagement mm-hmm. was constituted comprising two reps from the banking industry, one from the capital market, one from the insurance industry, and one from the Chamber of Corporate Trustees. The committee's mandate was to lead discussions with the financial services industry and other stakeholders to provide industry-wide inputs and transmit industry feedback on the debt management strategy to the Ministry of Finance and the Bank of Ghana. Three, we were therefore surprised when on December the 2nd, 2022, we were invited to a meeting at the BOD during which the bond exchange program was presented to us and subsequently launched on December 5th. We believe a bond is a contractual agreement between a borrower and a lender. And therefore, any changes to the terms must be agreed to by both parties. For we at GSI understand the difficult crossroads at which our nation currently finds itself and the difficult choices that need to be made to set us on a path to their sustainability. However, we are unable to accept the bond exchange program announced by the Minister of Finance in its present form. Mm. Let me repeat paragraph four. We at the GSIA understand the difficult crossroads at which uh, our nation currently finds itself Mm. and the difficult choices that need to be made to set us on a path to economic uh, to debt sustainability. However, we are unable to accept the bond exchange, sorry, the bond exchange program announced by the Minister of Finance in its present form. Mm-hmm. Five, it is our intention to engage the Ministry of Finance on our concerns and reservations. We therefore urge the investing public to continue to have confidence in us as we pursue the process. In this vein, we entreat clients of our member firms to allow us to engage and then communicate the outcomes to enable them make the best decisions on the investment issued by the Governing Council December 7. Now, the Ghana Securities Industry Association was incorporated. This is now the background of who they are. Incorporated as a limited company by guarantee on 11 December 2003 to encourage sound business practices among members, work in partnership with the industry regulator to ensure the protection of investors. The association comprises firms licensed by the SEC under the Securities Industry Act 2016, Act 929. The group comprises broker-dealers, mm-hmm. custodians, fund managers, investment advisors, 
issuing houses, securities exchanges, and securities depositories. Nathan, so they're saying they understand the need for a debt exchange, but they are unable to accept the current program announced by the minister in its present form. Okay, all right. So um, that's that. Let's uh, let's get on the line and let's see if we have a rep. Okay, we'll, we'll get that rep. Right. We're planning to speak to Winston Nelson Jr. Be- before we do that, I think it's also fair to mention what government has done in the past couple of days. So, ap- apart from the announcement, they also... Um, there was a statement issued yes. by the government of Ghana domestic debt. Yes, I, I think there's been an update. Stability yes, from the Financial Stability Council. I don't know, Sky, if you have, if you can give us the yeah. details. So, yes. that statement uh, basically um, says that government of Ghana domestic debt exchange, potential financial sector impacts and mitigating safeguards. Mm-hmm. And it starts with a background uh, and says that on the 5th of December 2022, <laughs> the government of Ghana launched Ghana's domestic debt exchange program, mm-hmm. an invitation <clears throat> for the voluntary exchange of approximately 137 billion Ghana cities for the domestic notes and bonds of the Republic, including ESLA and Dachi bonds, for a package of new bonds to be issued by the Republic. Now, the exchange excludes treasury bills in totality and notes and bonds held by individuals, that is, natural persons. Now, it goes on to deal with potential impacts on debt exchange on financial sector. It says that stress tests have been conducted by the relevant financial sector regulators to estimate the potential impact of the debt exchange for banks, specialized deposit-taking institutions, insurance firms, asset managers, collective investment schemes, pension funds, uh, trustees, and regulated pension schemes. Mm-hmm. That could result <coughs> from their participation in the debt exchange. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, regulatory tools to mitigate financial stability risks from the debt operation. To help manage the potential impacts of the debt exchange on the financial sector, mm-hmm. financial sector regulators would deploy all regulatory and supervisory tools mm-hmm. to mitigate risks to financial stability. Now, regulators would access impacts on a regular basis mm-hmm. and quickly address evolving risks in order to safeguard financial stability to support and encourage full participation of financial uh, institutions in the voluntary debt exchange. Okay. Mm. All right, let, let's uh, let's speak uh, to. Uh, Winston, um, he's uh, the president of the GSIA. He's on the line, Winston uh, Nelson Jr., president of the Ghana Securities and Industry Association, just to see what exactly their stance is and see if they have any proposals for, mm. for the government. Um, good morning, sir. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Hello. Hello. Um. Mr. Winston Nelson Jr., uh, can you hear me? I can hear you clearly. Yes, uh, you're on the City Breakfast Show. Many thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, um, your press release is, is, is out. We've, we've gone through it. Um, essentially, you are, you are disagreeing with government's decision to go down this route it has chosen in terms of the debt exchange program. Why, why are you not on the same page with government? What is it that you disagree with? And how would you have wanted the government to approach this situation? I think if uh, you read our press release carefully, you would you would see that there was already an agreed approach mm, okay. where a group was set up um, to at least take views and, and try and reach a consensus on how it should be done. So for us as an association, we are not at the point where we are saying that 
we would not do any form of debt exchange program. That is not what it is. Mm. We are looking at a situation where what has been handed to us presently is not is not what we think is the best because it has consequences for jobs, it has consequences for our businesses, it has consequences for the whole industry in terms of the securities industry. And for the investing public, mm. investment savings and investments in general. So we are saying that we can accept the exchange program in the present form. That is that is our position. Our okay. position is that it's in the present in the form. present form. If we are being given the option uh, mm. to bring ideas to enhance it, that would be excellent. And you want okay. to go back to that approach which the minister himself at some point uh, puts in place. Winston, this is Bernard. So, yes. how inimical are the terms of the exchange in its current form for which reason the association thinks it's, it, it's not going to help us? Just, just I'm asking this with the background that a lot of the companies regulated by the SEC already have had to announce what they call the mark-to-market valuation method for their clients away from the amortization method. And we've seen a lot of clients unhappy with that already. So how inimical would this particular exchange of 17%, 17%, 25%, 41% with no interest payment until 2026 or 2025 and then the interest get up to 10 over the next 15 years and, of course, the principal haircut not part of it. What would this mean? Why, how bad are the terms? Um, well... Bernard, without going into too much detail, because I, I didn't think that this would be like, the best appropriate form to do the detail, but I'll just, you, you are an economics and finance person. Our industry is heavily, uh, has a lot of financial professionals, etc. So I'll try and speak in that sense, and I hope your listeners will try and understand. The internal rate of return for what has been proposed is 8%. If you do the IRL for each bond, for what has been proposed is 8%. Bank of Ghana's inflation target is 8% plus or minus 2. So for you to ask people to hold a 5-year, a 5 to like a 15-year paper at near zero rate, it's harsh. Mm. So for us, we think that let's look at the commercial sense again um, and see if we can we can make it better. Let's bring let's bring minds together and then let's see if we can make this thing better. Because we, we, we all don't have view into the model, what is being done, etc. We've just been handed handed some some things. So this is one of the key things that we felt that we need to we need to approach government to say that okay, we, we financial calculations are very objective. We cannot all work if we are calculating internal rates of return. We would all get the same number because we have the same inputs and the models have been established over time and it's the same. Mm. So we can all work it and then we can all see that, okay, what I'm doing is not my own subjective view. This is only the numbers you are asking me to hold. Mm. So if, I to, if, if I'm to understand you, you're saying the debt exchange is not the problem, it's the terms, and that you are willing to sit with government or the Ministry of Finance or the BOG to, uh, to, to propose an alternative uh, method of still achieving the same objective. Well, um, I don't want to say an alternative method. We can still do a debt exchange. 
all I'm saying is that we have to put forward certain numbers where financially it makes sense. That's all. Fair I, enough. I, don't know if you yeah, I get that. So what I'm saying is that you're saying that there will, there will still be an exchange. There will still be the issue of tenor extension and coupon reduction, but it will not be as inimical as what is being put forward. That is a hard. We think that we can do better than what is being put forward in terms of uh, the financial calculation that will come out of it. About the issue of individual investors, because when the announcement was made on the 5th, um, one of the clarifications that Mr. Arkett has, has had, had to make was the fact that individual investors will not be affected. Now, a lot of our listeners assume that that meant that if they were individual investors within a collective investment scheme or into some unit trust, they would be exempt. But it has emerged that the usage of the term individual investors was very specific to those who had numbers with the CSD, who had bonds bought for them in their names. What is the size of the people that your industry oversees? And will, 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 will it be realistic to expect that they be treated as specific individuals? Because at this stage, we are all considered as a group of investors in some of these schemes, if you get my question. Yes, I did get your question. Look, we are talking about 700,000 accounts held uh, within our members. A membership um, and that is, is not a small number it is one of it, it is a representation we have to make I can understand why uh, objectively the the program will say that you should hold uh, an individual account should be an individual registered at the CSD okay but there are certain structures within capital markets why sometimes you do uh, Groups or you do collective collective schemes, etc. So it, will, it is a representation we would make and explain, it and hopefully we hope that the uh, ministry would understand that argument and, and also take it on board as we proceed. Well, finally, I've received about six different press statements from labour groups, predominantly rejecting the exchange. UTAG, TUC. Uh, NAGRAT, NAT, GMA, and a lot of them are pointing to their pensions. Now, I do know that these pensions are managed by companies within your association. So my, my question is, is this what is driving the association to say no? The fact that your customers reject the exchange in this parents' terms, or this is purely based on your industry understanding of what it means for the survival of Securities industry generally. Um, Bernard, I think you would find an answer in each of the categories that you have said. So let's look at the architecture for for, for our industry. Um, the pension system, or uh, in terms of the pension, they are they do the collection, and most mostly will do the administration of the pension schemes. The execution of what they buy in terms of the assets will normally be done by companies registered by SEC as local dealers, etc. Some banks also execute on their behalf. But the investment advice that uh, in terms of managing the portfolio, creating a direction, everything that is done to make sure that the pensions are growing and getting returns and the schemes are paying, etc., is, is done by fund managers who are also members of our scheme. So as fiduciaries, we, we cannot... 
it's difficult to to advise, look at our members and say that, oh, okay, uh, just tell your underlining clients that they should take it. Because we also have to explain on a sound financial principle basis whether this uh, is, is a good investment choice or, or, or not. Because that is the first principle that we are all taught when we enter capital market. You are going to give investment advice. And that's where that training is. You get your licenses from that, etc. So there is an advice bedding on that, whether to pension schemes, whether to individuals, whether to collectives. And, and even on a personal level, people call you, they may not be your clients, and ask you that. They know you are in the investment space. So what do you think? What should I do? Remember that this scheme that has also been put out there is a voluntary scheme, as, a, as it's been said. It's a voluntary scheme. And for the voluntary scheme, that means there's a choice between I will take it or I won't take it. Then that becomes financial professional abetting for us to, most people will come to you, what do you think? Should I take it or should I take it? At that point, you have to be able to give them a sound financial basis for saying that I think it is a good deal, take it. I think this is not a good deal. I don't think you should take it. So that is where we, we, all, we, all, find, we all find ourselves. And we are telling our members and their underlining clients that please tell the patient, let's go and make a representation to the ministry. And I also want to point out that initially, um, when these things were being talked about, individuals were not exempted until we, 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 there was a lot of discussion around it and a, a date of representation made to, to, to the ministry about individuals. And that happened. So I think they, they are also human. They live in this space. They have to listen. So we would make the representation and then we see what the outcomes are. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. That was uh, Winston Nelson Jr., president of the Ghana Securities Industries Association. Yeah. Securities See, Industry Association. Yeah. And I think that the, 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 the <laughs> statement they, they wrote is very carefully written. So they are saying they are unable to accept the current, the, the, the bond exchange in its current, current form. form. So it's a bit different from basically, you know, a lot of the statements I've said, we will not go agree. We'll reject it. Yeah. But I feel this is a bit more qualified. This is more nuanced. And this seems more in line with what we were saying yesterday, that the industry should come up with an alternative because it's difficult for... For me, I don't see how we can survive if we don't do the exchange. I honestly don't see... I don't see any way... I think, I, I think there are people in the space and the GSI clearly understand. Yes, they understand. There has to be yes, some level of exchange. It's, it's yeah. how Although some people think that they, it's a non-starter. Mm-hmm. For me, from all that I know, I don't see how Ghana can come out if we don't do the exchange. So I'm not against the exchange. But I feel I agree with these guys that if they can propose superior terms, because you see, when it comes to analysis and numbers, all wisdom does not reside in just the finance ministry or the IMF. And I feel the industry players know enough about their own exposure, the effect this will have on customers like you, who was complaining very bitterly yesterday. And I feel if the, if the government is minded to say we are in, see if you can't say we are in something together, and then you just impose your your limited solution for all of us. If you are in this together, let's let's reason together. Mm-hmm. Let's cal- let's sit in a big room, put up the spreadsheets, and let's all calculate. It's like we are going to write exam. Let's all solve the thing and see. Okay, scenario one, this scenario two. In that way, there's transparency. If at the end of the discussion we all realize that Charlie, this 17, 17, 25, 40 is the way to go, we all accept it. Okay, and when you are doing it, make sure labor is there, sitting in the room, understanding with your calculators. But don't just wake up in the night and call us and say this is what we are going to do. And we'll do it. That, you can't you can expect us to accept that. Mm-hmm. So I hope 
the government listens to these guys and has a sit down with them not just them I think mm-hmm. the banks will also have some proposals. I'm sure insurance will have some proposals. I'm sure pensions will have some proposals. If they can put those five people <coughs> and organize labor in one room, PowerPoint, let's do Excel. Mm-hmm. It won't take us one day. We'll get an answer. Yeah, there may well have to be another bout of the century consensus. Uh, Possibly. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, if it comes to that, why not? It, that should, in fact, as this man said, that should have been where it started from. The buy-in. The whole thing should have started. You see... I think from July, as soon as the president decided to override the Minister of Finance to say, we are going to and don't forget Kojo Ponkroma's statement. First thing, the, the, the announcement of the IMF program was signed by the Information Minister, not the Finance Minister. Information Minister said, the president, after having a discussion with the managing director of the IMF, mm-hmm. has directed his Minister of Finance mm-hmm. to engage. Yes. That statement tells you that it was an executive decision at the highest level. Mm. I think from there, we should have opened up the conversation to a national discussion. It should not have been within the limited remit of the finance ministry. Because you've already overridden the strongly held views of a finance minister about a very important issue. Right? Because the finance minister says he doesn't want to go to IMF. In, this is as of June. 1st July, you say we, got, we are going to go. From there, you need to say this is now a, a matter of national survival. And we need all the best brains in the room to proceed with the same. I don't want to use the word parochial, but I, I limited view that we we are going to still work with just the same finance ministry, with the same ideas of the same people which has failed. That wasn't the right way to go. If they had done it that way, you know, there's a way you can steer a conversation. Like let's assume you want to tell your kids that we are going to cut down the budget in the house. Mm. Now you can announce it. Or you can let them, uh, you, you know, like my dad has a way of doing it. He doesn't come and wake up in the morning and say, from today, we are not going to uh, give you more money for pocket money. But the way you present the thing, you derive it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time you finish the discussion, you know that there's not <laughs> going to be money. Do you get me? I think that's the superior way to go. Great negotiators, they can listen to you say what they want to hear because they've given you all the facts and they've appealed to you. I, I think that's what they should have done. Instead of waking us up and telling us they're going to give you a haircut, they will do all the numbers and then TUC will say, oh, that means we need to do death research. They'll say, yes. <laughs> so how do we do it? That's how it should, that's, 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 What's your view? You have my point. Yeah. That's, that's what consensus building is. Not, we are the people in charge who will do it because Nanado is the greatest president on earth, so he'll do it. You can do that when it comes to campaign for election. Uh-huh. But when it comes to a country's debt, <laughs> you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if you take what the leading international financial media are saying about Ghana, maybe I can read some to you. The FT wrote an article last week. Yes. New York Times wrote an article. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg wrote an article. Was you know this you know you can say you don't want to accept you can say whatever you want to say. Globally, if people decision makers want to understand Ghana, these are the things they will read. read some of these writings. They are saying the same thing. You know, maybe I mean you you yeah, you, you we'll, deal we'll, in these we'll, things. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with <laughs> that. We'll so deal with that. and they they are basically saying Ghana has become Ghana used to be the poster boy. And the darling of investors, promising a very stable democracy, good language, good friendly people. Mm-hmm. But we have drunk too much into the allure of 
new types of debt mm-hmm. which has been injected into our bloodstream like narcotics mm-hmm. and it, this has taken our economy out of gear and has made our debt unsustainable and we are at the brink of default mm-hmm. so how did the good story become such a bad story mm-hmm. and then they also say the country doesn't seem to recognize and accept the message in yep. and it's basically saying that our leaders are in self-denial mm-hmm. or they are in denial I mean, this is, you can read the, the, the FT article. Read, it's, it's like, they are basically saying, you are in such a bad situation, but you don't even know. Mm-hmm. 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 You know? It's about what you do about it. And, and they are not saying, it's seeing that signal. And collectively, we are, we are much better. Yeah. So, maybe this approach from the GSI is a way out for government to actually get the buy-in it needs. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't think... Again, as Griffith has been saying, the government usually will do consensus by calling people. So uh, 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 um, bankers will go, speak to the president, and then leave. Insurance people will go, speak to the president, and leave. The situation we are in, that's not how you are going to do it. It's, you may get a better deal if all the key stakeholders are together. You can even say, come up with proposals and come and present. Okay, then we will choose the best, something like that. It should, is, is, is it that difficult? Issue a resolution as to how we're going to deal with this going forward. You can even tell the position that people, the situation we are in, so if it if it if it <laughs> what's the way? if it goes bad, you also be affected. Oh, yeah. So find a way of getting them to get involved because there's. I mean, I was telling you last week that the opposition is a very difficult situation. You have a budget that you believe is inimical to Ghanaian's development, but you also know that if you don't pass it, you'll be in trouble. You are going to reach a, economic Armageddon. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? So the president can even rope the opposition into a discussion. Okay. A what do you lose? You are trying to. What, what are we? What are we trying to prove that we know better than everybody else? What do you achieve by that? The numbers show that we don't. Do you get me? So I feel there should be some humility and a, a more open approach to this problem. Mm-hmm. All right, be- be- because if we don't get this done, and mind you, the IMF staff team will, will leave town by 15th, 14th or 15th December, of this month. and they have to s- they have to announce a decision. What they are doing with Ghana, mm-hmm. and yeah, that decision they announce is ne- not necessarily binding <laughs> because that decision would have to be ratified by the board. Mm-hmm. Now, if if there's any history, you know, the board is more stringent than the staff. Because the board has interest of all the major blocks. So the staff come in country, they do all the work, and then they make a proposal based on certain agreed things. So, for example, the staff can say, give Ghana the money on condition that 80% of all creditors to government agree to the exchange. They can make an announcement like that. This is a proposal. Then the board may say, well, no. we, we think 80 is even too small because the next two, next two years are an election year, so it has to be 99%. Good. Then that delays the program. So we don't have the luxury of yen mm-hmm. We have to bring it. We have to. It's like you and your, you and your wife are quarreling in the house, but the next door neighbor's water is leaking to your house. Mm-hmm. You have to stop your argument and do the, do that issue that. properly. Right. When you finish, you can argue in the bedroom, but you don't... <laughs> You know, you, you don't open an argument outside the shout and government serious. Let's, you know, this is what we are doing. We are we are in a difficult situation, and instead of rallying, speaking our own language and closing out and solving the problem, mm-hmm. we are all shouting on the rooftops and people are saying these guys are not serious. So that's why they are pushing this very tough bargain and saying, do this type of draconian thing because they know the guys are divided. 
They are only thinking about elections. That's our problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. maybe we need to talk to our leaders to change their ap- approach mm. to this whole thing. We'll return to this matter. Yep. Forty-four. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Your comments are coming, and we'll go through them. We also hear from a few of um, the institutions or groups or bodies that seem to be in opposition to the government's debt exchange program. Uh, but before that, Heritage Christian College is at Amasoma and is behind the Olympic Stadium. It's affiliated to KNUST and accredited by GTEC. They have BBA programs, BSc Information Technology, Bachelor of Theology, tutorials for professional programs, media and IT short courses. Now you can enter using your WASI, ABCE, GBCE, HND Diploma Top Up or Mature 25 Years or Above. Hostel facilities are available. You can call them on 574 or 202 or dial star 789 star 300 hash to purchase an online serial number and apply at hcuc.edu.gh. There's a 50% tuition waiver for all January 2023 fresh students. Heritage Christian College offering world-class university education and training compassionate and entrepreneurial leaders. Now, if you are thinking of Canada moving there and all the things that come with that, talk to Askia Immigration Consulting Services. They will help you discover everything you need to know about Canada. Find them at One Airport Square, Airport City, Accra, Ghana, adjacent Holiday Inn Hotel. Or visit their website, askiaimmigration.com. For free consultation, you can also call them on 0506-012289 or 0241-318-890 or 0595-449054 or email welcome at askiaimmigration.com. Askia Immigration Consulting Services, the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada. All right, let's uh, hear from Thomas Musa. Thomas Musa is General Secretary of the Ghana National Association of Teachers. <laughs> yeah, he has been speaking on the debt, domestic debt exchange program. He was on Point of View last night. He was with Selma Donue. He says Ghanaian teachers have already given too much. They said their haircut, there's no hair. To suffer <laughs> financial losses. You are going to the moon, you are cutting the Charlie, skin. Everything. But Sky still does haircut, even though he doesn't have hair. Because <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. I mean, if Sky is the exhibit, you know, you wear your hair day. Why is it they go, Baba? Almost every two weeks they go. All right, let's hear from Thomas Musa <laughs> speaking on. We know you are not happy with this. We know you've expressed your disapproval of this particular program but we must make progress what is not willing to give in this debt exchange program if the current arrangement is not good for you we've already given more than enough number one first good evening to your good self and to all your viewers now it is important that we place some few issues on record and it must also be put in its rightful position as far back as 2000 and 10, any time the country was in difficulty and organized labor is contacted, we normally help to get it done. If you could remember, in 2014, the country, we, had, we ran into difficulties. In that particular year, we didn't take salary or there was no any increment on salaries, on the base pay in particular. And so we only took cola for that particular month. 
that sorry that particular year 2014 remember it affected our pension the whole year and this is a lifetime thing yet we sacrificed for it in 2015 when salaries should have been increased it was done by only 13 percent meaning that only three percent was given to the workers because if you recall in 2014 it was 10% cooler and so if in 2015 you give uh, organized labor or you give workers 30% then technically you only added 3% to the 10% you the workers the cooler the workers were taking don't forget in 2021 in 2022 even before we come to this particular 2021-2022 in the year 2015 organized labor had difficulties with the static uh, the movement or the, I mean, the, the, the non-movement of the, the relativity ratio of 1.7%. Because, you see, on the, if you look on the base pay, currently we started from the 1.7. And by this time, we should be heading towards 3. But since 2010, when we started from the 1.7, we are still at 1.7. The gap between the base pay and the minimum wage is over 10%. All these things, workers have accommodated it to our own detriment. In the year 2021, we were told that we were in difficulty. Organized labor came in once again, and we accepted 4% at our own risk. In the year 2022, we accepted 7% at our own risk. I rem you remember... Some of our people went to unlocked offices and were changed out. But for the sake of the country, we have to endure all those things. Guess what? Less than two years down the line, the promise that even government made that uh, there will be no freeze on employment, I was speaking on the budget that was presented to parliament. They have frozen employment. No more employment again particularly in the public service. But this was a promise that government made that they would never do, meaning that government has done new things. Now, yeah, but, but, but the, the, already the, the, there, were, there were other factors that brought us see, here. So, I mean, things changed. And once things change, uh, decisions or positions must be reviewed. Hence, I'm sure government's new turn. You see, <laughs> that is it. Anytime workers are talking, Always workers are asked to accept. Workers, we are always asked to accept. Why wouldn't we preach the same gospel to government? When we are preaching the gospel, we, the gospel must be preached in Judea, in, in Jerusalem, <laughs> Judea, Samaria, and all over the world. It must be the same gospel. The same gospel must be preached to everybody. So why is it that the workers should have a separate gospel from what government should uh, the kind of gospel government should hear? Why is it that always workers should sacrifice and government should not sacrifice? Look, as we speak now, as we speak now, we are seriously in difficulties. And the Ghanaian worker is one of the worst, worst I mean, with the worst paid workers or worker in the sub-region. Aside that particular one, because pains, because salaries are low, it has some kind of significant effect on what you take home. And that is the challenge that is confronting us. Yes, Mr. So Musa, I, 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 know, I know all of that, and, and, and I, 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 see, I see what happens. 
but we are in a difficulty. And government is asking everybody, yes, you've done enough. Everybody's done enough. What is the proposal on the table? You know, we must burden share, the finance minister has said, even though they say this is a voluntary uh, 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 measure or a voluntary gesture, you have to undertake. What is not willing to bring to the table or give so we have a better economy tomorrow, so we can be paid better, so, so things can return to normal? I have already told you that you've given enough. Made our we have already made our contribution. We started not today. We started, I've told you about the base. We have to take Kola 2014. In 2015, we have to sacrifice 2021. We have to even 2015 regarding the base, uh, the relativity ratio and all that. So we have made significant sacrifices. So we think that at this particular time, please. We are talking here about pensions, so we are talking here about pensions. Already, when the worker is taking home, it's no good. It's one of the worst, um, the, the, the worst paid uh, pension uh, pensions to workers, particularly in Ghana. So to say that we should sacrifice again, what kind of sacrifice? Are you saying that the Ghanaian worker, the small money that we have invested, government should come and we should go and do haircut? There is no, we don't have any hair again. The thing is Sakura. So uh, to go into, we can only talk about skin cut, not hair cut. <laughs> so far as the Ghanaian worker is concerned, There's we no can way. talk about skin cut, not hair cut, because there is no hair to be cut. <laughs> All right, I, I, I see. We can talk about skin cut. No, no problem. I, I'm, the, the, the hair will grow. If the economy gets better, the hair will grow. So, so, so we can shape the hair properly. So um, I will come to um, Mr. Esso for his final thoughts, which will include what their recommendations would be in one minute. Um, Thomas, in, in 30 seconds, tell us what you are willing to give. Don't tell me yours will be skin cut. Don't tell me that. In 30 seconds, Bernard, sorry, Bernard, in 30 seconds, tell me what you can give. Thank you very much. I mean, the issues are clear. It's about pensions. It's about social security. And uh, we are not going to compromise on that. What we can do now is that we are available for further discussion and proper engagement on this matter. Uh, we didn't cause this mess. And as my general secretary from NAT has said, we have paid our dues. We have contributed our quota in saving this country. Now it's time for us to determine uh, uh, how we go into this, uh, uh, into resolving this crisis. So what we can do now is to make ourselves available for that engagement so that we can all agree on the best way to take ourselves out of this crisis. But I, I, I am quite worried, uh, maybe I don't have to, but because I'm a Ghanaian, I'm quite worried about the positions Labour is taking, but that's fine. Let, let, let me speak to um, uh, Mr. Esso, your final words, but that should include recommendations of what you would have taken to the table if you were consulted. Yeah, thank you very much, Selon. Um, we have a position that um, this afternoon I've presented to the Minister of Finance. Oh, so we've met the Finance Minister already? We've sent him a letter okay. in response to our position on this debt exchange program. Mm. So we've sent our response to him. So like um, my colleagues have said, we are waiting for the Minister to call us for engagement. 
Because as I keep on saying, we all know that our economy is... And you don't want to share with us some of the things in the letter no. because you've spoken to him, because, because you've written to him. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm sure when you get to the thing, we all discuss. I think we made about... So, so, so I mean, just to, Yes, point. very well. So I, I think on Monday, I spoke to the Honorable Deputy Minister of Finance, um, Abena Osea Sari, who said that uh, nothing is cast in stone. I think she said that. And, and they are still engaging. So maybe that, that would be quite some good. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. In line with all of these things, haircuts and all of that, the securities and extra skin cuts, Charlie, or whatever. <laughs> that would be plastic surgery. <laughs> Charlie Thomas, Charlie, the government must be preached not only in Jerusalem, but in Judea and Samaria and everywhere. Everywhere. He did send his so, you know, the, the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Ghana Securities Industry Association, mm -hmm. uh, they, they were planning on um, doing a, a town on hall on Monday. Yes. But it looks like that has been postponed. The debt exchange has meant they have to postpone have, it mm -hmm. for engagement with the stakeholders before they come before back. Before they that. come back. So, yeah. Yeah. yes, for more details, you can call 800 1000 and 65 1065 mm -hmm. you can find out more so the the advertised uh, town hall meeting which was set for monday is not going ahead as planned so it's been postponed since the day I don't know if Sinedia... What's that Sinedia mean? Like, that one, indefinitely, indefinitely if you like. But this one says to be, has been postponed to a later date. So there's a later date announced? Yeah, so no, when Parliament says they have been agent Sinedia, what does it mean? It means that there is no specific date on which they are coming back. Yeah. So that will be coming. But technically, we don't know when this will happen. But they said... Did they say why they were postponing it? No, it did not say so. So basically, they will come back. They will come back, yes. CNED. Uh -huh. Let's go through a few of yes. the comments. Please. Okay. Uh, before I do that, let me just read um, for our listeners a yes. statement that has come in from UTAG. Uh -huh. Still on this particular You have to update matter. your list of organizations mm -hmm. that have commented on this. I think yesterday it was around six. Yeah. If you add yeah. UTAG and GSI. I think UTAG. No, you know, you, you had this infographic. Yes, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I think it was UTAG, about five. Oh. No, it was more than that. UTAG. UTAG was part of that. The infographic didn't have UTAG. It didn't have GSI. The infographic that you read yesterday uh -huh. on, on air, it didn't have... It had, it had NAT, it had NAGRAT, it had GMA. Okay, so we had minority, uh -huh. health service workers, mm -hmm. trade union congress, mm -hmm. NAT, mm -hmm. NAGRAT, mm -hmm. GR, uh, GRNMA, Nurses. okay, yes, Chamber of Corporate Trustees, mm -hmm. and then the GMA. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we, so we add UTAG. So we add UTAG. We add UTAG. And then you add GSI. Then you add GSI. So, so 10... <clears throat> so, 10 institutions have come out with one form of position. Okay, you can take out the minority. So, about nine about institutions nine. have come out to say they don't agree 
with the <clears throat> with, without the whole idea or with oh. the terms. Mm-hmm. So what is the UTAG saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, so <clears throat> the UTAG issued a statement yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the seventh day of December two thousand and twenty-two. Mm-hmm. It's jointly signed by Professor Solomon Nunu, who is the national president, mm-hmm. and then also Dr. Saria Sante Ano, who is the national secretary okay. for the UTAG, and it's titled UTAG Statement on Debt Exchange. Program, mm-hmm. and it says that uh, yesterday, the sixth day of December two thousand and twenty-two, the mm-hmm. Parliament of Ghana approved the twenty twenty-three budget statement, and economic policy of government, which, amongst others, proposed several austerity measures. Mm-hmm. We, however, take serious exception to any intervention mm-hmm. that would worsen the plight of the already impoverished university lecturer. Mm-hmm. In particular, we reject the wholesale implementation of the recently announced debt exchange program. Hmm. We are convinced that the debt exchange program may negatively affect the Ghana University salary superannuation scheme Hmm. as as well as the tiers 2 and uh, 3 pension funds of our members. Hmm. It would also result in significant reduction in the principal and all interest payments due members who have invested in mutual funds and may need resources to meet emergency needs. Again, given the individual savings of many of our members uh, are lodged with the various credit unions on our campuses, part of which have been invested in bonds, Mm -hmm. any attempt at wholesale implementation of the announced debt exchange program would ultimately harm the savings of our members. We therefore reiterate our vehement opposition to any straitjacket implementation of the announced debt exchange program. Mm -hmm. It should not in any way affect the pensions Mm -hmm. and other investment returns of hardworking Ghanaians. Government should consider the genuine concerns raised by various stakeholders and rethink the debt exchange program. UTAG is willing to brainstorm and support government to find lasting solutions to address the current economic challenges. Again, mm. signed by Professor Solomon Nunu, who is the national president, and Dr. Asari Asante, uh, no, who is the national secretary. Um, there's a further statement mm-hmm. that's just coming in. Apparently, the, this one is coming in from Tutag. Oh, boy. Charlie, what is Tutag, yeah. Tutag um, is the Technical University Teachers Association of Ghana. Mm-hmm. So, again, this was issued just yesterday. I'm just receiving it as from um, Professor Dr. Engineer Collins Meyao, mm-hmm. who is the president, um, and then jointly signed um, again by Abubakari Zakari, mm-hmm. who is also a PhD holder, who is a general secretary. And the statement says rejection of debt exchange program. Now it says that the Technical University Teachers Association of Ghana has pursued the perused, perused. Yeah, the statement of the domestic <coughs> debt exchange program released by the Minister for Finance and wishes to state its rejection of the offer for the following reasons. And they have given six reasons. One, the financial distress which necessitated the restructuring of government's debt implies a greater risk and therefore a higher return should have been proposed. The slashing of interest rates by government defies investment logic. Hey. Two, the zero coupon rate in 2023 implies that real interest rates on these bonds in 2023 will be negative. Importantly, the principal also devalues by the inflation rate in 2023. 
The claim that the principle is intact is therefore untenable. Mm. Mm. Three, Ghana's inflation records, at least over the past decade, has always exceeded 5%. Mm-hmm. To impose 5% coupon rate in 2024 means real interest rate is also negative and the principal will also take a cut. In particular, 2024 is an election year and election years have been very inflationary in the past. Mm-hmm. The fourth reason, given that Ghana has missed its inflation targets more than it has achieved uh, them since 2007, when inflation targeting started, the offer of 10% coupon rate in 2025 and beyond is equally untenable. Mm-hmm. Invariably, real returns would be negative many times more than they would be positive. Indeed, in the best scenarios, when real returns would even be positive, they will not exceed 4% from our inflation experience. However, in the worst-case scenarios, the negative real returns and the erosion of principal could be significant. Now, the fifth reason. With retirement contributions of members invested in government bonds, pension benefits will be substantially impaired if government implements this proposal. The sixth and final reason. Mm -hmm. The subtle coercion of investors into the proposed arrangement Include as voluntary participation is unacceptable. The unilateral variation of terms of contract by the government is condemnable. And then finally, it says TUTAC therefore urges government to exhaustively engage the various stakeholders in order not to erode confidence in the domestic financial system. The external financial market is shut to the country, and this is not the time Mm -hmm. to kill the local financial market, which is the only hope. For the government, thank you. Mm. Let's also be fair to say the government has um, proposed and says they will establish a 15 billion CD fund to provide liquidity to financial institutions that participate in the debt exchange program, which will be launched or which was launched on Monday. Now it will be known as the Ghana Financial Stability Fund. Um, A couple of things here. It seems to me as if the government is interested more in systemic risk addressing system like the systemic risk mm-hmm. as in the risk that affects the whole sec- the, the the general economy mm-hmm. as against specific industries mm-hmm. so one would ask why 15 billion and where are they getting the money from but if you look if you listen to the concerns being raised either by the gsia or these pensions people mm-hmm. people are looking at specific effects of the terms of the uh, exchange mm-hmm. on people's incomes. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me as if what the government is saying is that we are more concerned about the survival of the financial institutions, mm-hmm. the banks, the insurance companies. The the, yes, so what we are doing is that we are making available 15 billion to provide liquidity. Because I already told you that about 50%, now I think the figure is about 50% or 40% of banks. Um, Assets mm-hmm. are invested, invested in government instruments. Mm-hmm. And once you implement the debt exchange, mm-hmm. there's an estimated amount of um, money that these banks would lose in terms of their net interest income, mm-hmm. which goes to capital mm-hmm. or which goes to liquidity, depending on how you want to treat it. Mm-hmm. And so I think the government's proposal is to say two things. We'll have what we call regulatory forbearance. We will be less rigid about minimum capital requirement. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, you are Bank A, Sky Bank, 
mm-hmm. which is Sky Bank, mm-hmm. and the minimum capital requirement is ten billion. But because of the debt exchange program, you lose five hundred million, mm-hmm. and therefore you are not able to make up the ten billion. We will have what we call regulatory forbearance by saying that for the next three years mm-hmm. we will tolerate nine billion. I'm giving hypothetical examples as the capital. In addition to this, if your capital were eroded by maybe half, then they would say, well, apart from the regulatory forbearance of not insisting on the 10 billion, mm-hmm. we could give you portions of this 15 billion mm-hmm. to support your liquidity because maybe for you, your problem is not capital but liquidity. Mm-hmm. And you, you, because of pressure on you to pay certain monies that are due, they would say to you that Sky, which is Sky Bank, you can apply for. 50 million mm-hmm. out of the five, 15 billion to help with liquidity whilst you go through the process. So it seems to me from the announcement that you read earlier on from the, the government that they are thinking about more the overall system mm-hmm. than they are thinking about individual clients. Like this point about 700,000 customers. You, know. the, you mean the, those under the institutionalized? Yeah. Yeah. The only problem there is that I hope they are not forgetting that once the 700,000 people feel disenchanted and mistrusting of the system, it's not only a question of whether the banks have enough capital or liquidity. It's whether people have confidence to give them their new money mm-hmm. or to continue their investment. So some people think that if this 700,000 people beyond the mark-to-market haircut they've gotten mm-hmm. lose the rest of their money. Like my example, my 64K, which I was getting up to 96,000. It's now come to 76. If they apply this to it and they further reduce it to maybe 50,000, I may say I want a 50,000 now, putting pressure on the the institution. Then I may say any other money I get, I won't give it to them again. So fund managers will not have any new money coming except that which statutorily they have to be given. So that can actually kill the industry. Mm -hmm. So whereas the government is saying we are going to make a fund available to support you and we are going to be more tolerant of certain failures to meet certain thresholds i think they should not downplay the confidence issues Mm. because the whole financial sector is built on confidence which is why they are so rigorous with their processes and all these basel too and things because as soon as the public lose confidence in the system the whole thing collapses right so i i want to accept that the 15 billion liquidity fund (laughs) is an admission that there are challenges the sector faces that need to be addressed. But I think that beyond that, they still need to do more. And they need to listen to the industry with proposal, with for proposals because it's not just a question of capital. Mm-hmm. What the threat that this approach poses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have relatives who have lost money in institutions under the first round of mm-hmm. banking cleanup. They've lost money under... And I know a lot of people whose school fees and things are tied to, for example, Nathan, somebody may have passive income where maybe he inherited some money from his great-grandfather yeah, it's true. and he has kids in school. He doesn't want to use the money to open a store, so he puts it in mm, yeah. something like this. And then he uses the investment to pay school fees because the school fees are very expensive, private schools. So he doesn't touch the principal. He just needs the interest to pay his fees. Now, if you apply this uh, um, exchange thing, it means that there's no income to pay the fees. So we shouldn't look at this as just some wealthy people whose extra money to try fly to the Caribbean will be lost. There are lots of poor people mm-hmm. whose 
hand to mouth will be affected by this. So I am just urging the government to be on. And I, and I like the fact that they are thinking about um, a fund mm-hmm. to support the institutions to survive. But they should think about the individual human beings too. In the same way that they excluded treasury bills and the world did not come to an end. In the same way that they said they can exclude um, individual investors, I think they can make further concessions to still keep the integrity of the... Which is what Nelson told you that. It's, it's a calculation we can all do. They call it the internal rate of return. So I really want to urge the government to change their approach and listen to industry. All right? So that the solution that will be brought... Jamaica had almost 100% participation because they allowed industry to play a lead role. I think that's the last thing I'll say. Uh, Bernard, quickly, I needed some clarification. Mm -hmm. Uh, On the subject matter of this stress test that they say they have done, Mm -hmm. um, and also the indication that they might want to do uh, forbearance of... um, uh, 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 Regulatory forbearance. Exactly. You see, there was a reason why they raised the minimum capital requirement for banks. Mm -hmm. And it came on the back of the crisis we saw in the financial sector. They needed yes. to deal with that. And yes. then also to cut out the, all the charlatans in the system. Now, this stress test, in the long term, mm-hmm. are we sure that if we, if you like, relax the rules with respect to the question of how much you should have as minimum capital, mm-hmm. it will not impact ultimately mm-hmm. the viability of the financial sector in terms of how the banks are able to be in a competent or they are in, how do you call it? Uh, you know, they must be in good standing financially mm-hmm. to be able to deal with the problems of, 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 of their customers. In your question. view, is this something that we, we are watching closely? You know, how can that impact? I, I, I actually thought about that question yesterday as well because mm-hmm. I was like, it's only 2018 that we had a, a challenge with the banking for which we said we need to anchor the capital base of the banking sector because a lot of the banks or some of the banks, mm-hmm. the accusation was that they didn't have any capital. Yep. So, and some of them, their capital had been impaired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here's a situation where the banks have lent to government mm-hmm. and now the government <laughs> through its debt exchange program is going to impair the capital of the banks. No problem. Now, I, am, I don't have an answer to your question, but I can guess a couple of things. Mm-hmm. We have 23 banks in Ghana. Total assets, about $175 billion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, about 43% of that is government bills, mm-hmm. government bonds. So mm-hmm. close to 50% of the assets is in government mm-hmm. uh, bill. Now, the total capital of the banking sector is about $26 billion. $26 billion. $26 okay. Which is about 14% of their assets. So about 15% of the banking sector's assets mm-hmm. is its capital. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's about 25 billion for just banks. Now, two things they need to assess how this debt exchange program will affect that 25 billion CDs. Mm-hmm. So, every bank will calculate how much of its income will be hit by this exchange. Okay. Then, that 25 billion banking capital has to, w- w- means that it's eroded. Mm-hmm. Good, okay, now. So based on that calculation, I don't know. I hope that that's the calculation that let them decide that if you create a 15 billion CD fund, that fund can support both the banks mm-hmm. and insurance oh, and the others. Mm-hmm. So which is why I'm saying that if this is a hardcore numbers game, you can do it, and all of us will see. We all agree that yeah. based on the calculation about the hit our balance sheet will take, mm-hmm. this your 15 billion will be enough. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that. Which is why we keep going back. Government keeps going back to the report of the five-member committee. committee. That what did they find? find. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, I can only say that 
what you are saying can be empirically proven, proven because it's not I, I, I'm not an expert in stress tests but you can say that if you calculate how government is going to apply the um, the the uh, exchange you know that 43% of and I'm just using the banks as an example 40% of banks um, assets it's in government paper it's in government paper mm-hmm. you know that banks capital is 25 billion mm-hmm. you can calculate how it's specific if you can even ask the treasury guys mm-hmm. in the bank to calculate how and they know how their income is going to be affected by this if the government applies it this way then that figure will be released mm-hmm. you can do the same for insurance you can do the same for everybody else because insurance today their problem is that they make so much loss on underwriting that insurance companies are only surviving because they are able to invest in government bonds which is what is keeping a lot of them alive so you can also do that same work which is what i believe the committee ought to have done or probably did okay Okay. Now, in the absence of those numbers to convince us that you have put in place enough anchors to secure industry, we are in trouble. And I'm also saying all of this with two caveats that, yes, make sure industry survives, but the individual should be the center of this. So don't just, because the other thing we need to also say is that historically, banks have generally screwed the, the people <laughs> where they privatize profit and then when there's a loss, they make it a public thing. So you go and take taxes and borrow to pay for people's mismanagement. Mm-hmm. All right, and they say banks are too large to fail. So I am not saying that they should only preserve banks and insurance companies. Well, they make big profits for themselves, and people suffer. So I believe that in addition to securing the banks and all these guys, place the individual investor at the heart of your policy. Of course, you can't have that if the economy is out of kilter, which is why we are all saying we agree to the exchange. In okay. principle. In principle, because we know that the narrative globally about Ghana, if the exchange fails, we are in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. But we can do that without necessarily killing people. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's nuanced. So as somebody, you and I know, used to say, we can walk and chew gum. <laughs> so we, we, and for me, the way we, we approach issues in Ghana is always very binary. Mm-hmm. So, are you for the exchange or are you against the exchange? Are you NDC or are you MPP? So, they don't want to listen to the nuance of how to manage this. And, you see, the other thing we need to say is that, you see, a lot of people say that we've been to IMF 17 times, as if to say it's always a disadvantage. It should not be. Now, Sky, if you've gone to IMF 17 times, it means you have experience in dealing with IMF. So, collectively, as a country, you have people who have been to IMF. I mean, if you take the NDC, PNDC people. That's right. We lost him a few. If you take all those guys and the MPP guys in the Kufo government and you say to them, guys, these IMF guys say they will make an announcement next two weeks. They are pushing for such a thing. Mm-hmm. What can we do to appreciate? I think we can get a few more ideas. Exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Because the 17 times also means that there is some institutional knowledge about managing yeah. the IMF people in a way that will not make it inimical to us if we are prepared to be nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think that all we are saying is the government must change its track in terms of its mindset towards the situation. It's no longer an NPP problem. Right. It's no longer an Anarukufado problem. It's no longer a Ken problem. problem. It's all of us our problem now. I agree with you, Bernard. And, and also, let me just stress quickly that you see one thing that is running through one theme that is running through the conversations that all these groups are having is that they are not seeing direction from the presidency as to their own commitment to cutting down to the bones. Mm -hmm. And we've made the point here repeatedly 
that if you are asking organized labor, you are as- asking the poor worker, you are asking the, the, the poor investor to, to, to bear a part of the problem, you should be showing leadership. I mean, several weeks after the president made his announcement... Uh, we have to to be regular. Exactly. We have not heard anything from him again. Yeah. The year is coming to a close. Actually, mm-hmm. I asked Kojo upon Krumah. Mm-hmm. Remember the interview we did the day the president... And asked him why <laughs> the speech was so short. Mm-hmm. You remember that interview? Yeah, 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 I remember. And then he said... And I asked him, is it because it's going to be like a COVID-type thing where instead of giving a long we'll be address... Getting, mm-hmm. And I think his answer was in affirmative that we will be hearing more... Yeah. Regularly. From the president. From the president. I, I think he said that, didn't he? And, <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? No, he Why are you whispering on him? We have not heard from him for, for some time now. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Is he on leave? Uh, Charlie, we don't know because we now see Hadia Fati. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. She is now the, the person doing all the meet the press and those things. So even the Kojo himself knows. Look, looks they like have to look for episode song. <laughs> <laughs> In Kruma, where you there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so where is he? In Kruma, where you there? <laughs> you say we not going. To <laughs> I thought I whispered, but you heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, it's a very important matter because we need to see that. They are feeling what we are feeling. Maybe, he doesn't, maybe the president doesn't want to compete with the Minister of Finance. No, no, no. You see, uh, uh, what, 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 uh, what, what my view is that, look, if you have all these ministers and people in office, they are still consuming public resources. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, let us see the cuts. What, what is the president waiting for to reduce the size of his government? Maybe you should do a calculation for him. You see, I, I feel, I feel right now a lot of these things have become, um, like uh, what's the word I use? We, we, we anecdotal. Reduce mm-hmm. Maybe what we could do is present a platform and get Imani or some guys to say, look, do an analysis of the government machinery. Mm-hmm. Take the presidency, mm-hmm. all right. Take the parliament. Mm-hmm. Take the ministries. Mm-hmm. Look at their salaries, their ex gracia, and all their emoluments, mm-hmm. and then do a surgical comparison. And add salaries of all everybody else, and find a way of convincing them the fiscal savings you make. If, for example, you you reduce the size of government by this amount, because see, the the reason he can say I've asked people to not to use V8 and V6, and I've asked people to do salary reduction of thirty percent is that the discussions are not empirical. They are they are very we are we are all saying that we generally know that the size of government is too large, mm-hmm. but how large is too large? So I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. I'm saying, like, you see what GSIA said? GSIA said it's IRR. So we are not going to say to Ken that, oh, Ken, don't do that exchange or that temper justice with mercy. No. They are saying, this thing you did, we also know how to do it in school. And we are saying to you that this, your 1717 thing, we can give an alternative. I think the, the policy, public discussions around cutting down size of government have become very tired. Requiring a more um, particular, I, I want a word, empirical. Yeah. That's the word. I want. It, 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 we should make it empirical. Where you see Put how proof and numbers. You, you see how if you reduce you government, yes, if yeah. two hundred people leave the machine, you see how what you call is equivalent uh, to IFS, mm-hmm. and you say to them. Let's calculate the deficit, or let's do a debt analysis. Mm-hmm. They put a PowerPoint and they calculate it. Mm-hmm. I think that 
so long as we don't measure those things and we simply say, he will say, ah, didn't you read the budget? I reduced them. We don't have to take salary for mm-hmm. 10 months. We haven't taken salaries thirty percent something. We are we are not using, we are not traveling. You see, they they, they issue those blanket things, mm-hmm. and then they give an estimate. Mm-hmm. But Sky, if you take parliamentary reports, because you know you've been reporting every time the cost of government machinery. Sometimes the the household of the presidency. If somebody sits down and takes that over the past five years, and then does a line by line cost of do, those things, you can actually make a more solid case mm-hmm. beyond simply cut it. <laughs> Because they said, they, they said we've cut. You see, I agree with you. You see, I agree with you. And you see, that's where civil society mm. and related institutions should be interested in. Mm. I can only estimate, knowing that mm-hmm. on average, ministers are not earning more than 20,000 Ghana cities officially mm-hmm. in terms of what is supposed to be their basic. Of course, there have been some advancements here and there. But mm-hmm. if you take that figure, mm-hmm. just to 20,000, 20,000 Ghana cities. And we say that the number of ministers we have now, we do not need more than 15 ministers or 18 to effectively run the government. Mm-hmm. If we are able to even say that we are cutting about half mm-hmm. of the president's ministers, multiply 20 by 15 or maybe 50 as the case may be, depending on what number we are looking at. Mm-hmm. It is a great call you have made that we should make it empirical. But what I'm saying is that if we just even go with what is ordinarily the the pay of a Ghanaian minister of state, we would do a lot with that. Because the monies that they are collecting from poor workers, these are how much? Somebody's, how much did you lose? You lost 2,000 Ghana, uh, 20,000 Ghana cities. That's how much a minister, uh, well, at least one minister or so, mm-hmm. is taking home a month. Mm-hmm. That's your man. You poor journalists who doing this thing for the past God knows when, mm. 15 years or so. Mm. That's how much you are losing on your mega salary that you have. That's by an announcement. Just exactly. <laughs> so, and there are teachers. Can you just announce the thing or the money, 20,000 go. You go to GCB. You see, uh, what do you call it? Pension, uh, you know, pensioners or pensioners. As you know, people, people say pensioners. Pensioners from several places of, of from the north. Sometimes Sandema, all these places. They have come to Accra because they have problems with payment of their mm-hmm. pensions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they are coming to collect how much? 200 Ghana cities, 400 Ghana cities. These are the people who will be taking the severest part, part, part of the hit mm-hmm. as a result of these announcements mm-hmm. that they are making that pensions will be affected in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that, yes, it is a great idea that we should do proper calculation to know how much we are saving. But just look at the global figure that we are working with. It is possible to tell the government that mm-hmm. if you reduce the size of government and you mm-hmm. do it now, yeah. you are sending a better... I, I need to also say that, you see, mm-hmm. if, if you look at Ghana's revenue versus expenses over the past 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. The, the major problem with us in terms of what drives our deficit is two things. Interest payments and compensation of employees. Mm-hmm. So you are right, but we have to be, be dig further. Mm-hmm. Because compensation of employees includes payment of all government workers mm-hmm. plus paying government people itself and running government, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't know how they describe for example, if an allowance for a minister is part of compensation of government employees, I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you you need to um, uh, say yeah, said yeah, here and say yeah, factor something. Yeah. saying like that. Yeah. You do what is necessary before you do what is expedient. expedient. Or what? So what I'm saying is that if you look at our numbers, mm-hmm. our interest payments are too high because of the kind of debts we've taken. Mm-hmm. So you cutting the size of government is not necessarily a prelude to. Finding a way of reducing 
your interest payments on your debt because if you look at what is burdening your budget mm-hmm. your deficit mm-hmm. it is those two items your compensation to employees mm-hmm. and your interest payments yeah. and so you have to find, which is why we are waiting for the government to say something for example about their commitments to external creditors mm-hmm. they have to freeze interest payments for at least three years because that's what is pushing the deficit mm-hmm. you, if you freeze those that's why they said to you that even if the government said we're not going to um, incur new deficits the debt GDP will remain very high mm-hmm. because of the, the the pressing demands to make payments now mm-hmm. so you, you would, the government has to cut its size mm-hmm. but they still the most important thing they need to do now is to tell people I think international de- uh, creditors because a lot of them cashed in on a, in, on a bad situation mm-hmm. speculating on over subscribing bonds that they had no business even buying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. so give them a haircut. Mm-hmm. See, in addition okay. to then coming to what you are saying, all right, you do, uh, Richard, yeah. you will, will, will come to you in a bit there. We'll ta- we'll ta- I, I, I will lose my thought if I don't. Okay, you just quickly. Just so, quickly. So you see, Bernard, why this is important is that it is not just a question of numbers. It is mm-hmm. also a question of what signal you are sending. All right. So for you, the numbers and the optics. Yeah, be- mm-hmm. Because, mind you, mm-hmm. we have read the, the, the foreign press, what they are saying about that. Yes. They are looking at how we are dealing with the problem. You understand? We have a problem. But how are we dealing with it? If you say you have a problem, do you Mm -hmm. commit, you know, 60 million or 80 million to a cathedral project? Mm -hmm. That is also cutting your expenditure. Mm -hmm. You understand? So they are looking at what you are saying. Even though the cathedral may not be such a big dent in the overall scheme of things, mm-hmm. it sends a signal. It sends exactly. a signal. About what the fact feeling. that you, exactly. you, you put it on hold Fair tells enough. you that you are actually yeah. serious. You're, you're feeling what we are feeling. And, and talking about these external people, look, if you read, you were, yesterday you were drawing my attention to, um, uh, what do you call it, a provision in the new yes. MOU that they issued. Mm-hmm. Basically, what they are saying by that is that they are giving a waiver mm-hmm. in relation to suits that a person may want to bring against the government to enforce mm-hmm. his rights under a particular contract on these matters. So the government has just gotten up and says that, okay, we are bringing you a new, uh, what do you call it, bond. Mm-hmm. You accept it so that we can go forward. Mm-hmm. The person says that, look, you have a contract with me. You cannot get up and impose certain conditions of, uh, you know, on me. You have to respect the terms of the original contract. I'm rejecting your offer. Go and pay me my money. If you refuse as government, what you would do is to go to court. Ideally, there are certain circumstances under which, or certain rules that you have to obey when you are suing the government. Mm-hmm. Notice required and so many other things. I will not go into that. The government is saying that, look, I am waiving all my immunities in relation to mm-hmm. suits that a person may bring to, 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 to enforce his rights mm-hmm. under a term or a condition that is in this particular contract. Mm-hmm. However, what I am refusing to waive has you know has to do with say if you go and get a claim in court or mm-hmm. you have been given an award or damage based on the fact that the government breached the original contract yes you cannot enforce it against specific assets for instance you can yes you have gone the court says that okay yes you have won go and attach this particular property or go and put uh, what do you call it embargo this particular mm-hmm. government account so that there is, it is ganashid. You cannot remove money from it. Government can't take money from it. The government is saying that on specific matters, for instance, you cannot go and say you that... Can't, you can't, like, you can't go and take our ship. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Argentina, you, know, you remember the Argentina uh, ship? Yeah, yeah the, the one involving Isankuma. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very interesting point you're making. So, that suggests that 
the 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 issue of going to court is very complex. Yes. So it's almost like we are. You can go to court. You can go to court. And you can win. Yeah, you can but, win. Then, but don't come and take the military vehicle. And then that would then mean another round of judgment that's uh-huh. pending, uh-huh. which can lead to another scandal in the next five years, and then we'll go back to square one. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Quite quite interesting. We'll take a very short break. This is still the city breakfast show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. Oven on the beats. Now let your Mercedes-Benz be in top shape for this Christmas at Silver Star Auto. Silver Star Auto has 25 years of experience, or over 25 years of experience, uh, in terms of Mercedes-Benz, and they are offering a fantastic end-of-year after-sales promo for all Mercedes-Benz owners. Enjoy free inspection of your passenger or commercial vehicle and enjoy 15% discount on genuine spare parts and all after-sale services at competitive prices. Visit any Silver Star Auto workshop in Accra, Tema, or Kumasi. Promo ends December 23. Visit our website and social media handles to book your slot T's and C's apply. Now, in this World Cup season, don't just cheer and walk away without getting anything. Channel your passion and football knowledge to good use and drive home a brand new Peugeot Landtrek pickup, courtesy Silver Star Auto. Subscribe to Ghana Win 2022 via graphicwin2022.com. Read the questions and send your answers to score points. There are prizes for the five highest daily winners, the three highest weekly winners, and two highest monthly winners. And if our highest accumulator score gets to drive home a brand new Peugeot Landtrek pickup from Silver Star Auto. The promo is sanctioned by the Gaming Commission of Ghana and all proceeds donated to a cause, a charitable cause. Visit our social media for more details. Pleasure from Silver Star Auto. Messages have been coming in on 0549-986-996. I, I, I know you get the messages, but uh, yes. it's a matter that worries me if I don't deal with this matter. Time will catch up. Hey. The front page of the Chronicle. The front page of the Chronicle. Yeah, this bullion van robbery. Mm-hmm. I, I am not, I am not at story? peace with this story. Mm-hmm. The bullion van robbery suspects discharged mm-hmm. on page three uh, by Benis Bessie. Sky read the story this morning on the mm-hmm. newspaper review that five police officers and a civilian who were being tried for the bullion van robbery related offences have been discharged by an Accra circuit court. Uh, the court presided over by Patricia Posa discharged the suspects after the state withdrew the charges against them yesterday. Mm-hmm. We then want to know, name the suspects. The background in 2021, the Ghana police have recorded a series of bullion vans and street robberies within the Greater Accra region for which it mounted surveillance to find the culprits. Uh, the court was informed that on February 22, 20, uh, 2022, the police received information that armed men who attacked a bullion van uh, were. So they're going to name these individuals. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I'm a bit worried about this is I'm taking you to graphic of July 15th. Mm-hmm. Of this year, mm-hmm. bullion van robbery court threatens to strike out case. Mm. We are in November, yeah. we are in December. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
An Accra Circuit Court hearing the case involving six policemen accused of involvement in Billion Van Robbery in Accra has threatened to strike out the case if the prosecution fails to file its witness statements in compliance with the law. Mm-hmm. When the case was called last Wednesday, the substantive prosecutor, Deputy Superintendent of Police Sylvester Sari, was absent because he was bereaved mm-hmm. with Detective Inspector Isaac Babai holding brief for him. The presiding judge, Patricia Ponsa, mm-hmm. said the prosecution had failed to file its witness statement since March this year, despite repeated directions from the court. Accordingly, the judge said she would not hesitate to strike out the case at the next agenda date if the prosecution failed to file the witness statement and serve the persons. Mm. She directed that a copy of the order that the case would be struck out must be submitted to the Attorney General's office before their next agenda date on August 8th this year, which than you know the other details but my concern is this was one perhaps the most serious or one of the most mm-hmm. public yeah cases even the way <laughs> it was it happened it happened broad daylight you understand and it wasn't one incident there were several there incidents several, I remember around that period after, around that period after the after the one close to the, the yes the boxing arena there yes. were a series of them this is a the case that led to a major change in policy in how Banks mm-hmm, transport mm-hmm, money. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. They were told. The BOG said, "Yes, you need to have the right. Need to have mm-hmm. armor trucks." Mm-hmm. Is the reason why we have soldiers. So it's a very, very. Imp- it's a very important case. Test case of how we deal with it. This, and somewhere, somehow, after eight months, it's just gone, like that. <sighs> so when when the story in the chronicle says what it says, the prosecution that is the state basically. Mm-hmm. Has withdrawn the charges. Why? We don't know. And is that's, it for want of evidence? For want of that, And it's, we need a few months. I think the Attorney General needs to address this matter publicly. Because yesterday, you know, Deputy AG spoke to Sander on the court issues in relation to the bank issue. So yes. maybe he should come back. We, we, we need... We don't, they, yeah, they need a, we need yes. a statement yes. on this particular yes. matter. Yes. You see, because yes. you do not want already... The perception had been building that the case mm-hmm. had been mm-hmm. slowed down mm-hmm. because it involved a lot of policemen. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And all kinds of conspiracies have been bandied around mm-hmm. because of this case. Mm-hmm. You do not want people speaking about... You see, because for a case of this magnitude, yeah. people would expect a certain level of effort. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be accused of not putting in effort. Mm-hmm. Because if the case started in February, and by March, the judge was already giving warnings, mm-hmm. that... and between March and December... Mm-hmm. No progress had been made yeah. to the point where the judge says, I will strike it out, too. I will strike it out. Sounding too. the alarm bells. And then in December, <laughs> yeah. charges are withdrawn and they are discharged. Unless it means something else. I don't know. Maybe they've been discharged so that new charges can be filed or something. I don't know. Yeah. But if that is the situation, <laughs> we need an update, a proper oh, update. Yeah. So are they telling us that these suspects have now been released? Is that what it means? The case is over. <laughs> are we st- so yeah. that is so the end of the, the bullion van saga it, that's it Sky, what are you saying the police and the attorney general need to tell us something they, they better do. i know you've been following this 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree fully with your sentiments on this matter because it doesn't send the right signal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the provisions of Article 88 of the Constitution, the President um, acting through the Attorney General, uh, or let me just say that, let me take the President out and say that the, the Attorney, Attorney General, General. Mm-hmm. is responsible for criminal and civil prosecutions uh, within the Republic for and behalf of the state. Um, so that if criminal prosecution has to be initiated, they are initiated at the suit of the president, uh, what do you call it? The the uh-huh. So that these, the police also have the authority because mm-hmm. the law allows them to prosecute for and on behalf of the AG. Now, reading through the story, it does seem that the, the judge gave the signal earlier that she wasn't or he or she wasn't happy how they were dealing with the case. Mm-hmm. Now, it may well be that, you know, the state was not forthcoming with, you mm-hmm. know, how mm-hmm. it actually mm-hmm. wanted to prosecute the case, evidence to deal with the matter, and they may be asking for a adjournments here and there. So there was that signal given. Several months on, we are told that the state has withdrawn its charges. Of course, I mean, the, the AG has the power to withdraw a charge at any point before a decision is ultimately made by the judge. So it does seem that that's what they have done. But when you do it, uh, when withdrawals are done, sometimes it's on the basis that you don't think that the way you are proceeding currently, you can secure conviction. So you want to go back, do some homework, or perhaps put together further evidence as the case may be, come back properly and prosecute Mm -hmm. under the appropriate charges that may lead to a conviction. Mm -hmm. It may well be that that's the case. We don't know. You Mm -hmm. see, once there is no information, then we are left to speculate as to what the intentions of the AG may well be on this particular matter. There's another one, which is, you know, filing a knowledge prosecutor, where you say that, look, you are no longer interested Mm -hmm. in prosecuting them matter. But you he has to pursue it. You, you that's right. The state says that he's no longer interested in pursuing the matter. It's the AG that can, can also file those, you know, someone with the appropriate authority that can file it. So now the question is, what actually informed the withdrawal? You see, that is where the problem is. Of course, the courts have been some way about whether we should actually interrogate why the Attorney General would decide that on a particular matter, it is no longer interested in pursuing it mm-hmm. or that it is withdrawing the case. You know, it gives rise to all kinds of suspicions mm-hmm. because this particular matter, we're told that there was someone who was led to a locus inco, like, you know... Locus inco. So you were, you were, they were supposed to be led to a scene of a crime or whatever. Where the did. person lost his life. Yeah, that's right. And the person was supposed to be a principal witness Witness. for the government in one way or the other. And some way, somehow, that person got caught up in a crossfire between the people they were pursuing and the police officers (laughs) were firing. And the person died. So if you have circumstances like that, and, you know, citizens were very much invested in what was happening with their money. Again, it's money. Bullion vans moving resources from one area to the other get caught up in traffic. And some way, somehow... People who we were told were supposed to be protecting these bullion vans got involved and, and, and allegedly robbed them. Mm-hmm. I think that the attorney general needs to provide some clarity mm-hmm. as to the basis for the decision, yeah. whether we will see a return to the courts mm-hmm. on a different charge. Yeah, whilst you're on the attorney general, I just wanted to bring a, a story. So yesterday we got a release from the judicial service uh, group where the judge in the Atuasian case sought to um clarify or correct what he considered a misreportage. Mm-hmm. So basically a statement they released yesterday 
signed by Judicial Secretary Cynthia Pamela Addo said the presiding judge, Justice Eric Chebafo, and this is not related to your case, it's related to the Atuasian case, did not state or infer that the state was in any way compromised. Rather, the statement said the presiding judge would not be compromised as a result of the deal. Now, this is because of the way the matter was reported in China. Now, you know that founder of uh, Defund Capital Bank, Atuasian, has been in court, or the government has taken into court, over the what they consider stealing of money that was um, meant for liquidity support, Capital Bank had 620 million CDs extended to it, and he is in court together with Fitzgerald Odonko and uh, he's a former MD and a few other people. So I think that the trial judge felt that the media's reportage of the matter did not represent accurately what he said. Exactly. So he, this is a correction. The trial judge would like to correct the above stated reportage and place on record that no statement in the nature of the media report referred to above or imputing misconduct on the part of officials of the state was made by the court either on December 1 or throughout the case. The trial judge inquired from one of the defense lawyers mm-hmm. whose client had been charged with the offense of abetment and conspiracy whether the terms of the agreement entered between the state and the first accused would not compromise the position of the other accused person. All right, But I think it was reported as the judge having said that the state had been compromised. You know, I've been in court sometimes. Sometimes it's even difficult to hear what's being said, depending on where you are sitting as a journalist. So sometimes if you don't get the full um, report, you you misreport. So, and this is now this case is critical to some of the things we've been talking about because I'm going back to the numbers. One of the biggest problems with Ghana's economy, apart from compensation to workers. Mm-hmm has been, and, and apart from energy sector payments, mm-hmm. has been financial sector cleanup. Clean 21 billion CDs. Financial sector was cleaned up because apparently about seven banks misconducted themselves, themselves yeah. based on what the government says we should believe. Of course, the people who run the banks are innocent and proven guilty. So there's a sense that some people are looking at these cases to see how they will go. To know whether the government is serious that the sector cleanup was necessary. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying you need to secure a, a prosecution, a successful conviction to convince people of that. But the way you conduct the case, mm-hmm. the consistency with which you pursue all these angles to the case will show that you actually believe that mis- some, somebody misconducted themselves. Yeah. So we, should, we are not saying that somebody should be jailed to prove that Mali uh, they mis- misbehave, but if you if you conduct the case like the way they are conducting the bullion bank case, you just ask that you are not serious. So I think one of the things we need to do in the media, particularly the business media, is to be more concerned about these cases because a lot of times we we leave the court cases to the legal reporters and we just focus on economic analysis. But I think every business reporter should read around all the cases because it goes to the heart of part of why we are facing the problem we are facing. If you have a hole in your financial sector that the government needed 20 billion cities ostensibly to solve, mm-hmm. how are they, what arguments are they making? Mm-hmm. When they make their closing argument about why this person needs to pay back this money, this person needs to be jailed, mm-hmm. do they link it to the systemic and systematic risks that these people's behavior impose on the overall economy? Exactly. These are the issues that we should be looking at. So, I really want the public to also keep an eye, social society to keep an eye on this case, in fact, I think we need civil society expertise in the area of court reporters and reporting of legal issues. Mm-hmm. Like the same way they do for anti-corruption. Mm-hmm. I think the, the 
courts are very intimidating, and I'm not sure the media in Ghana has <laughs> built the capacity to 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 cover them robustly. Yeah, you know, if you read, if you take the Wall Street Journal, one of the things they do is that when there's a high-profile court case, they even have an artist who goes to court mm-hmm. to draw to draw whatever it is. Because you can't take photographs. You can't take photographs. That tells you the level of interest and scrutiny they give to certain cases. So I agree with Godfrey. I agree with Sky. The issues, some of these issues are a signal to the seriousness of government in protecting the public purse and in being true to what it has said publicly. And we, the media and civil society, must not allow the issues to go under the radar. We must put our best foot forward in covering these cases. That's correct. That's correct. Okay, so let's take some of your comments that are coming in. Zilix Dwayne sending in this one from London says, Charlie, I bought this money. Wow, sake of I get haircut on my investment. This government, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> this government is a failure, and I'm crestfallen. This is Hogwash. Um, this one from Jones at Dubois in La says, Good morning, Nathan. This government has never been truthful to Ghanaians since assuming power. The inconsistency, blatant disregard for rules of or, or laws, and the pension mm-hmm. uh, with which things are done, ignoring all the wise counsel from uh, all the experts, is what has landed okay. us here. We'll take a short break. Yes, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Okay. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Nine fifty-five. We're still the City Breakfast Show. So yesterday on Eyewitness News, Umaru Sandamadu spoke to Deputy Attorney General Alfred Tia Yeboa, and uh, here are excess of that interview. Which of the reportage does your office, and for that matter, the Judicial Service, have issue with? Yes, thank you very much. I think since uh, the 1st of December, we should read from various um, outlets that the judge said in open court that the state had been compromised. And we were surprised about, uh, about that news item because the judge never, in our presence, and I don't think even after we had left the court, ever said, that the state had been compromised. So we, we are actually happy that the judge has, has come out openly to the judicial secretary to set the record straight. So this is just a matter of setting the record straight, that the judge did not say the state was compromised. I mean, I, I sat in court that day. I was with my colleague, and we, we didn't hear the judge say that, just by way, by way of um, corroborating what has been said in here. So I think that settles it, doesn't it? Exactly. It settles because I saw you, you were in court. The judge never said it, but there was a news portal that flashed in headlines that the state had been compromised. compromised. And my brother, you know that at the, at the AG's office, we handled this matter with utmost candor and fidelity. We looked at the law. We looked at the proposal made by the first accused person keep the conclusion, we're not unaware of the fact that what 
ever acceptance that we made with respect to the offer made by the first accused person was subject to the satisfaction of the court. So this matter we handled with utmost candor. So let's talk about what the state tried to do that day. I mean, what, what, okay, there's a law that says if someone thinks they are going to jail, they could come and decide to pay money. Is that the case? Can you educate us what you were trying to do that day in court? Yes. Uh, if you take a look at our court act, section 35, it has detailed certain aspects of our criminal offenses that an accused person can take advantage of when he's charged with those offenses. One of them being offense relating to economic loss to the state. So the first accused person sought to take advantage of Section 35 of the Post Act because from their point of view, whatever the first accused person did had actually led the state to lose some form of money. So they made a proposal to us. They started from 27.5 million Ghana cities as the sum admitted by the A5, sorry, A1. We rejected it. Subsequently, they went into their books. I'm talking about the first accused and Irish council. Then they came up to 57.5 million Ghana cities and offered to compensate the state with an amount close to 30 million Ghana cities, making it 70 million Ghana cities. We rejected it. Then finally, they sought to increase the compensation package from 30 million Ghana cities to 33 million Ghana cities, making it 90 million. They realized that it was quite reasonable in the circumstance to accept that sum so that the first accused person could take advantage of Section 35. So as that is what we did in this particular case. All right, so that was uh, Deputy Attorney General Alfred Tiaiyeboa. He was speaking to Marisanda Madu yesterday on Eyewitness News. So, yeah, yeah he says, Charlie, the facts need to be put out there. Yeah, I, I, like, it. I like it. I like it. Um, let's be proactive and let's mm. make sure we get the right information yes. out there. All right, guys, thank you so, so much. That's our City Breakfast Show for the morning. Godfred joined me. Bernard was here. Richard Danaskai was here. Show produced by Caleb Kuda. Godfred Odum gave us help on technical. My name is Nathan Kwa. We are back tomorrow with another episode of the City Breakfast Show.